Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, the Tuesday night edition of the Sea Report. We're coming to you live here on the Foxhole Twitch and Trovo, and I hope everyone is doing fine and dandy out there. I know I am. It's doing a. It's been a pretty good Tuesday. Well, you know, we can, we can leave there. We can leave that nice and concise for you guys. But either way, welcome, 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 and I hope you guys are ready for another thrilling show. See what kind of news we have for today. Now, you know, it was. Uh, I don't know how you would say. Uh, sometimes they're slow news days. Sometimes they're just regular news days. Sometimes it's just kind of what you make of the news. Uh, but yeah, we have some, uh, filler information for you guys. I think that you will find most insightful. Uh, we will be talking a little bit about, uh, Cuomo. Uh, it's been a minute since we've had nipple rings Cuomo here on the screen with us. So I would advise you all to please be aware, uh, nipple rings Cuomo will be making an appearance in the house today. Of course, they're uh, instead of talking about the nursing home death scandal, uh, they are talking about his uh, sexual harassment scandals. Uh, so we'll see what that uh, turns out for most of us. Now, I'm sure some of you guys are probably aware. Yep. Uh, the report by Letitia James, the New York AG, did in fact find uh, that, uh, you know, he was guilty of sexual harassment on multiple accounts. But uh, we'll save that story for just a minute. You might also see that on the uh, end of the little screen there, Jenner going broke. Oh, what's this all about? Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Caitlyn Jenner as we're keeping our eyes on the California governor's recall. Um, and that should be uh, some fun stuff there for you guys. So uh, I would say, again, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> You're going to see another one of those uh, colorful characters over here on the Sea Report tonight. How's everyone doing tonight? I see everyone coming on in. Just V, how are you? Uh, Vetton Moore, welcome, welcome to the Sea Chats. First time I've seen you out, unless you are a friend in disguise, but uh, any friend is a friend of mine. Hey, Aureli Slux, Texas gal. How are y'all doing on this Tuesday evening? I hope your Tuesday is finding you well. And we'll continue to find you well, well into the night. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's see here. We do have a few stories. I guess before we get started, let me go ahead and do some housekeeping, as they say. Uh, make sure if you would like to uh, catch the Sea Report on podcast, you can head over to anchor.fm slash the Sea Report. And really, you can uh, you can uh, subscribe and or follow uh, the Sea Report on any podcast player of your choice, any platform, uh, whether that is uh, Spotify or you know I I I I I I, I. <laughs> or iPodcasts or Android podcasts or Blueberry or Himalaya or there's all kinds of them out there. Breaker. Uh, Splinter. Now, I don't even know if Splinter is one of them, but anyways, guys, you guys get the point. And uh, every time you listen to podcasts, that helps out the show just a little bit. Uh, of course, you can also go check out the thereport.com. 
it is a um, it is a humble little website, uh, still in, under development. But you know, uh, there's uh, contact forms there. I think that's probably the most useful thing that you can find on the creport.com website. Um, other than uh, perhaps like the American aggregate link. Now that link is just aggregated news uh, from some of the trusted sources that I will let sometimes to uh, find the stories for the day. And if anything, uh, always interesting headlines for people to uh, peruse at their leisure. You get it all in one spot. So this way you don't have to go constantly visiting uh, different websites and uh, stuff like that. So that's always, that's I think that's a nice little feature over at thecreport.com. I'm, I'm always sure uh, it's informal, uh, informal. It is, it is for, informational. <laughs> no, we're not informal here at the C Report. We're quite formal. Working on that, ladies and gentlemen, but I hope you guys are having a good one. Uh, we had a pretty good evening yesterday. Now, if you guys were hanging out, we did an impromptu Mr. C in the dark last night. Uh, we had uh, the Texan as well as the Speak and Easy uh, guesting on the panels. Uh, it was a fun time. Uh, honestly, I was uh, over at the Texans channel. If you guys didn't notice, I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, Texan has a channel now over on the Foxhole app, so you can check out the Texan and all of his uh, adventures um and uh and uh, see what's up with that he's a good guy he's got a solid point of view uh, we had a pretty good conversation i thought last night now last night like i know i know some of the tones that were flying around last night if you guys missed it i'd say go check out the replay some of the tones that were flying around last night were pretty austere you know they're they're probably oh boy things is getting heated uh but no i think it's just uh when you get uh, individuals like ourselves uh passionate individuals uh you know uh, way up up way past our bedtime uh you know uh <laughs> the tones are just going to fly but it was uh it was a great uh it was a, i thought it was a pretty good panel i mean we were we were we were like borderlining on black pill but it wasn't even that guys it wasn't even black pilling like uh you know a black pillar when you see a black pillar right but uh it was it was more of uh you know the tornado's like 10 feet away what the hell wake up everybody <laughs> oh yes Aurelius lock we did have it was an impromptu i was over trying i was i was trying to help the texan uh, quite in vain uh set set up a, a show for him last night on his channel and uh, it just was not working out. So uh, gonna have to do a bit more of the good old uh, troubleshooting and uh, and maybe even call in call in the cavalry on that one because uh, I was seeing things there that I don't uh, normally see whenever I'm engaging in my stuff. But uh, but nonetheless, he was a good sport, and uh, I'm sure he'll be on his way to getting everything set up nice and pretty over at his channel. But it was fun. Uh, just he says I caught you just as you were ending this morning. Yes, indeed. Naps. Very much indeed. Yeah, we are not we are not spring chicks anymore. <laughs> uh, but I've pretty much been on the go today. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't generally like to talk about these things. If you're going to be like, Mr. C, what do you like to talk about besides headlines, news, politics and America? Uh, um, well, yeah, because, you know, guys, I don't I don't always go off into other other topics. But um, I've been I have been going to the gym lately. Not not like, you know, I'm going out to Planet Fitness or something like that. But, uh, you know, the the local gym here on site and uh, people are like on site. What is he talking about? Where's he at? 
is he at some kind of institution? Uh, no, but uh, yeah, so did that today. Um, and uh, yeah, just that actually, I, I'm like, wow, energy. I forgot what it was like to have energy, uh, especially when we're going around this time of night after I've had dinner. You know, you know how you know how after you have dinner, sometimes you just want to turn into potato and like not do anything and just veg out and stuff like that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so that's given me a little bit of a kick today. Uh, sans the coffee. Uh, but that's all good too. I doubt we'll be doing another Mr. C in the dark tonight because I do need to catch my C's. <laughs> so we'll see what's up with that. But uh, hey, Kiwi Crochet Girl, how are you doing today? Uh, welcome back to the C Chats. I have not seen your likeness here in quite some time. Looking up, how you doing? I see you coming on in. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, so Aurelius says he saw the episode uh, with Belushi Texan. Uh, it was it was Joe Patriot. I just, you know, I know his handles average Joe Patriot, but I just I feel so I feel so I don't know condescending saying that. You know what I mean? I say above average Joe Patriot. Um, more than average Joe Patriot. Yeah, I think I feel more comfortable with that. So, anyways, yeah, that one was a uh, that one was a pretty good episode too. Uh, uh, it's amazing uh, the minds, the perspectives, and the viewpoints that we find here in our uh, in our uh, comfy bunker, as they like to say, the Foxhole app. And uh, uh, when when those minds come together, you never know what you're gonna get. But anyhow, guys. Good times, good times. Uh, let's go ahead and hop into yesterday's chat recap. Uh, let's see, we had just V in the house hanging out, as well as Tam Growl. Tam Growl was present. We're also looking at the Speak Uneasy, Derailing, Foxy Lady. All having a good time. Um, let's see, uh, what else? Uh, Bill Tech. Hey, Bill Tech, loving the giggles. Uh, you know, it just, it happens sometimes. Now, don't get me... Uh, not so average, Joby. <laughs> Earliest luck says, um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, just don't get me like, you know, uh, a two hour buffet of meat and and I won't break into nothing but giggles. I, It's weird. You know, I was surprised I had that reaction, but I also had the meat sweats. So anyways, yeah. Uh, Kiwi uh, Crochet Girls uh, Crochet Girl says, I miss a lot of shows because it's always my daytime. Oh, well, you know, that's what the replays are there for. But we're glad to have you here today. And I like your uh, I like your uh, avatar there as well. You got the fox on there. That looks pretty cool. The neon fox. Uh, I think that was the name of a bar somewhere. Uh, <laughs> all good, though. All good. Hey, Anka Vanka, how you doing? Good to see you in the chats, my friend. Um, let's see here. What else do we have from yesterday's chat recap? Uh, in the Dark is a fun show. Put it on y'all's schedule. Oh, thank you. Uh, the Speaking Easy. Um, Tam Grawl says she fell asleep. I keep, can't, keep, uh, can't keep from laughing with the frog. <laughs> that was funny. Speaking of the frog. <laughs> Anka Vanka is in the room. Uh, 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 how is Kermit doing these days, Anka? Um, is he finally in rehab? No, just kidding. <laughs> Zowie, that was some fun stuff, right? I got the heat sweats. Is that? Yeah, I get the meat sweats, and I think I feel like I'm starting to break into a sweat right now. But uh, uh, I'm not quite into menopause yet, so <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Oh my goodness! Uh, let's see who else we had uh, yesterday in the chat hanging out. I just love how the chat populates. WC Cranot populates, and uh, everyone's just having a good time. 
you know, hanging out. Oh yeah. Uh, just be says Ed Buck. Now that was crazy guys. Uh, that was, that was the, uh, the, was it a Democrat Hillary Clinton supporter who, uh, basically, uh, killed two, uh, I don't know what you want to call those guys. I'm sure they're just his drug buddies or his, I don't know, playmates or play friends. I don't know what they were. Maybe they were just off the street, but he basically murdered them with drug overdoses. And that's a scary thing. That lifestyle, my friends, is not worth it. Vanguard 360, also known as uh, Reggie V, was hanging out as well. Don S. Gifting the Shades. Thank you so much for your donation. Empress Beach to you and Christina Fontana, also in the house. Tombstone reporting for duty. <laughs> Christina Fontana says, uh, Minnesota went red. Woot. You know, I don't doubt it. I do not doubt that um, Minnesota went red. I know there's a whole bunch of states out there that really, I mean, when you talk about a red wave, uh, it's just, it's amazing to me how many uh, fraudulent votes that, uh, you know, the uh, establishment globalists had to pump into each state just to give Biden a lead, like even just to break even, insane. Uh, Disco Daphne was also in the house yesterday. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? Thumper Rose saying hello. One, two, three, SKG. Babs, the ice queen popping in to say hello. Always in Texas as well. And Belushi gifted a cookie. All right. Thank you, Belushi. Um, let's see. I have not heard the dirt on Napolitano. Oh, you know, and the thing about it is they actually did fire him. Fox News fired uh, Andrew Napolitano as of yesterday. Um, so uh, I was like, it was in my notes and somehow I missed it. But you know how it goes. Ah, what did I do? I erased my chat from yesterday. Hey, Christina Fontana, how's it going? P. Ann, how are you doing tonight? I see you guys in the chat over there. Uh, Curly Kaylee, 89. It's been a minute since I've seen you in the chat. Welcome back. Palmer, 1951. How is it going? And uh, Anon, 1269518. Thank you for the blessings. And likewise, my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, let's see if I can catch up back where I was just a second ago. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So we, we got past Ed Buck and uh, we got past. Oh, yeah. Minnesota going red. Yeah, we, we did that. We did that for show. Uh, let's see here. Fun and Belushi Club. Oh, yeah. Disco Daphne was talking about. So I actually stopped in and I, I didn't lurk on Belushi's the other night. Uh, man, I tell you, I if he were if we were at a nightclub and he was spinning like that, I would be dancing. I would be. I am not shy about it as long as there is a good beat and a stiff drink. You know what they say? <laughs> oh, man. Kiwi Crochet Girl says both parties in New Zealand are corrupt. We need Trump here. You know, uh, and that's why he's such an international uh, figure. I would say an international hero, but I don't want people to think that I have a thing for President Trump. Uh, you know, but uh, but I mean, it's not a thing, but, you know. A lot of people recognize it, and especially over in a crown colony, I do not doubt uh, that uh, you guys have all odds stacked against you. But hang in there, because you never know. Uh, this great awakening, I don't think, is limited just to the shores of America. Sherry Pittsburgh, also in the house yesterday. Uh, Zena was also hanging out. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> WC Cranot, besides doxing myself, it was a very good conversation at Just V. Isn't that a great thing? That's so cool that you and WC got to hang out uh, at Just V. And then I got to I got to see him on uh, Speak on Easy's channel. So uh, I, I informally, formally met WC Cranot. Of course, I've seen him in the chats and always said hello. 
but uh, most definitely. Hey, Blonde Blue Lady Q, how are you doing tonight? Thank you so much for the shades uh, right off the bat. Uh, is this where the party is? You know it, Blonde Blue Lady Q. You've come to the right place. <laughs> and thank you for the confetti and the balloons as well. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 123SKG says, pay attention to leaders are being taken out for refusing the jab. Interesting. So, yeah, I haven't heard this. Now, I know there's been a lot of uh, hubbub with uh, with athletes uh, and, and those ones, uh, athletes not taking the jab. A lot of people are making some uh, hoopla about that. And then also... Also, uh, even some celebrities are, are, are also kind of speaking out about uh, their position on that. So, uh, you know, uh, even though I don't personally listen to athletes and celebrities when it comes to their political opinions, when they're saying the right thing, I do give them props, most definitely. Connie McKenzie, also in the house yesterday, uh, casual Gigi, hanging out, hanging out. Uh, CJM61, just like Russia, I don't see them as our enemy now. More true news coming out of Russia than the United States of America. And, you know, that's that's a to me, that's that's um to me, that's a snare of propaganda. Like uh, I, I get that the Russians are always going to be looking out for the Russians. And, you know, if they could become a stronger world power than the United States of America, I'm sure that they would do it if they could. But um, but in all truth, you know, I do see Russia as having a very common and ancient uh, uh, enemy uh, that we've shared. And that would be the globalists, the central bankers. And Russia was the only country that successfully kicked them out of their borders, got rid of them. Now, I know, was it uh, was it Finland? No, was it Iceland, maybe, that actually uh, jailed the bankers for what they did? I know someone, one of our friends in chat had actually... Um, and actually talked about that. But uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, in regards to Russia and, and America always having this this uh, uh, animosity towards them, I, I just really think that that was something that was really built up because uh, the globalists and those who uh, maneuver um, the uh, countries and the power centers around the world needed to ensure that uh, the likes of Russia and the United States never teamed up against the globalists because after all, the Americans were very well of the bankers by, uh, you know, by way of the, the globalists, by way of the bankers, the central bankers who are controlling our country. Now, if you can imagine having a power like Russia, who was very aware and awake to what the, the bankers were doing, and you had America whose history, though mired, in other words, they've, you know, hidden that history in regards to our battles with the central banks and, and you know, in, in so doing, fighting with, you know, uh, uh, the globalists, um, uh, then, uh, then they, that would just be bad for the globalists. So I think that the narrative between America and Russia really hating each other and all this other stuff, I think that was really uh, something that, that was uh, uh, manufactured by the globalists somehow, somewhere, some way. Um, that's the only thing, that's the thing I've always believed about that, even though I haven't read enough history to know it to be true. But if you look at the history of America and the history of Russia and that common enemy, which was the bankers, uh, you know, the globalist bankers, that, interestingly enough, ladies and gentlemen, I think is one of the main factors why they've always been seen as our enemy. Uh, but yeah, more true news coming out of Russia. You know, uh, when Putin, uh, 
was he ran one for presidency, I think, I guess for his second or third time, however many times he's been president. Uh, this was back in maybe it was 16 or 17. It might have been as late as 18, but he dismissed the entire parliament. In other words, it would have been like if Donald Trump went into the Capitol and on the and on the on the uh, the uh, uh, the the main stage there in the hall, like if he just said, I'm firing all of you, all the Republicans, all the Democrats, you're done, you're retired, hang up your hang up your your hat, hang up your coat, uh, you know, clean out your desk. That's basically what Putin did, because he knew that every single member of his parliament or whatever it is over there, he knew that they were all corrupt. They were all bought out. They were all globalist operatives. They were all compromised. And he literally got rid of all of them. Like you guys can look that up and, uh, you know, but but someone like Trump can't do that, obviously, because you have this uh, entire machine that is the fake stream, lame stream uh, media. That apparatus there, coupled with all of the other benches of power uh, that uh, that these globalists have set up throughout the United States, plus you know you know two thirds of the country, well one third being asleep and one third being willfully ignorant, uh, it would not go over well, especially where we have all our guns here, you know. So uh, very interesting stuff, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kiwi crochet girl. I grew up terrified of the Cold War Russia. Uh, all lies. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, it was, I think, it, I believe that was definitely manufactured. Now, was there some stuff going on between the Ruskis and the Americans? I'm sure. I mean, obviously, right? But the the overall narrative, I think, was was probably more manufactured than not. At least that's, uh, that's kind of the insight I've had into that history. Uh, Two Rivers was also hanging out. Um, let's see, who else do we got here in the chat? Uh, hanging out yesterday, yesterday. Uh, Tam Grell gifting a can and uh, Sean Joe uh, gifting a cookie. Thank you so much. Christina C gifting a cookie. Country gal, C, country, country gal on the sea. Hey, Texas gal, gifting us a phone. Uh, phone to call your mama on. Oh, she was just here, when was it? On Friday, Friday or Saturday? No, Saturday, I believe. She was hanging out. No, Sunday. Man, uh, sometimes she stays for a few days, but she was just here this past Sunday. So thank you so much for that phone call, uh, Country Gal on the Sea. Uh, just to be gifting the shades from CJM61. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Um, Two River says that Mr. C looks like the flu bee has made it to San Antonio from Dallas or Austin. I mean, if the flu has, my friend... I don't know anyone that has it. <laughs> I don't know anyone that has it. Connie Ketchup also in the house. Sean Joe gift another cookie. Uh, looks like it was a pretty, pretty good evening. Pretty good evening. Um, Why did they think they'd keep you? Huh. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <coughs> Pardon me. Ohio Kimmy also hanging out and also gifting a cookie. Thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Uh, Just V says, I know the Arizona mafia is involved with the cartels, so it would follow that Soros is too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the Arizona mafia. I should probably dig into some of that stuff. Um, uh, because of course there are those, uh, there are those, uh, shady organizations, those, uh, those black organizations, no racism intended that uh, we don't often hear about, like the cartels, like we know about them, you know, and we know what they do, but like to really look at their financing, I mean, other than uh, coming from 
you know, uh, you know, child trafficking, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and drug trafficking, and drug and gun trafficking. Uh, you know, uh, to see what's really up. It's kind of like uh, how uh, what was the bank? It was H HSCB or HCBS or something like that, HSBC. Uh, that bank uh, went was uh, was caught, you know, uh, being basically the uh, money service launderer for the cartels. And of course, you all guys may remember uh, Comey was working uh, as the CEO or the vice president or something for HSBC when that went down. And somehow he ends up being, you know, the FBI director, you know, so I don't know how that works out. But I guess if you do a good job laundering money for the cartels into America, uh, then you get uh, you get instantly placed in a position of, uh, of responsibility and headship over there. Very interesting stuff. Uh, it's, it's interesting because we have to hang on to that stuff, too. You know, guys, uh, those are the, I, someone had said in the maybe it was uh, who was it that had said it? Uh, it wasn't Deborah Erdman. It was uh, mm, 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 her name is escaping me right now. Was it Connie Ketchup? It might have been Connie Ketchup. Maybe it was you, Connie Ketchup, uh, that had, had talked about journaling. Because uh, having been awake for so long, if she had journaled all of the old news, it would be easier to keep up. Because it's interesting how all this stuff comes back, you know. And then also at the same time, uh, uh, it's always the same cast of characters, which is even more interesting in my opinion. Uh, because it's like if they've been doing X, Y, and Z for so long and they did this and they did that. And by this and that, I mean like they were involved in this scandal or they did that money laundering or they worked for that department or they worked for that agency and that happened. And uh, uh, it, it'd be kind of interesting. It'd be like, how are they consistently getting away with all of these crimes? And then it seems like it becomes something bigger, you know, like racketeering or like, you know, in some cases, even like RICO crimes or stuff like that, you know, like uh, uh, something that's a much bigger, it's organized and it's intentional with for its malfeasance uh you think we'd be able to put all those dots together so we could draw up the case but it's like uh one in one administration in one administration out and then everyone seems to forget about it so uh it's like that's what i was saying like when you have a president who has two terms at eight years you're there in there for almost a decade so by the time they're at the end of their second term everyone's just so jaded they don't care anymore they're just like oh well you know at least we'll have something new uh we already tired of this guy four years ago Another reason why I think it was totally beneficial, even though it was not uh, it was beneficial, even though it was not preferable uh, that President Trump only served one term four years, because then again, you can see that turnaround so, so quickly. You could see that turnaround so, so quickly. And uh, that's why I think uh, is part of the awakening method for those individuals who are either asleep or who are on the fence, who are on the fence. Uh, hey, Dolphan72, how are you doing? Good to have you in the chats tonight. WC Cranot, my friend. Good evening, my friend. And uh, a gift in the shades. Thank you so much for keeping it cool, my friend. Waiting on the Texan. He's going to try it again, Mr. C. You rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried, WC. I tried. Um, um, I don't know if he's uh, if he's going to make another attempt to go at it live tonight or not. But uh, we'll do the best we can to help our friend. Otherwise, like I said, we might have to we might have to call them the big guns for that, because, uh, yeah, even I was learning stuff with uh, with the Texan about my stream. So I was like, oh, I was like, this is this is pretty cool. Hey, AP9889. How you doing tonight, my friend? How you doing? Hope you enjoyed the sunrise the other day. I just basically knocked out after our conversation. <laughs> 
funny stuff funny stuff this guy has some funny stuff guys if you didn't know that you might just find it out okay and let's go oh thank you blonde blue lady q how are you thank you again for the shades you keeping it cool too over there blonde blue <laughs> You're keeping it cool, too. Uh, okay, so back to yesterday's chat recap. We also had Sergeant Sparky hanging out. Uh, Emperor Speech to you, gifting a cookie. Connie McKenzie, you missed me again. What am I, chopped liver? I see you, Connie McKenzie. I apologize. No, I know that I appreciate you, ma'am. Joyful June also. Hey, y'all, sending love from the Peach State. All right, a, a Georgia gal in the house. Love our Georgia friends. True, too. True, too. Now, that's the first time I've seen true, too. In the chat, we already have the antibodies to fight coronavirus. A D Danish study proved it. Ooh, and there's a bit shoot video drop. Speaking of which, uh, we'll be tying up the night with a an informative video uh, that actually Blonde Blue shared with us, I think, on Saturday or Friday night during Mr. C in the Dark. Uh, and it is about... Um, it is about COVID and the, the vaccinations and also that, that funny chemical or whatever the heck it's called, uh, that graphene oxide. Now, I haven't really looked into graphene oxide. I've heard a little bit about it. Uh, I know that a lot of the things I read it is as a poison or at least as uh, something that's detrimental to our health. But uh, thank you, True2, for um, uh, showing us that, uh, dropping that link in the chat. Um, and uh, I definitely have copied and pasted that. So I can take a look at that a little bit later. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, inside joke. Uh, Connie McKenzie gift him some shades. Uh, ooh, and the natural news from looking up naturalnews.com. Let's see. COVID fake, oh, FD, CDC FDA faked COVID testing protocol by using human cells mixed with common cold virus. Oh, man. Could it get any worse? Oh, maybe we'll do a COVID show at some point. But the only thing about doing the COVID shows is I like, I try and go at angles that aren't being put out there already. So if we're talking about the pison and the carcinogens, or if we're talking about uh, the fake vaccine, I just, you know, I gotta, I gotta go at a different angle. I have to, I have to pray over it, ladies and gentlemen. So this way I, I may come to you guys with uh, an insightful report uh, that is beneficial and, uh, and uh, that will stick, you know, something like that. I don't know. You guys tell me, I don't know. Uh, pumpkin pie. Thanks, Tam Growl. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Philly Q is also in the house uh, yesterday hanging out. Let's go ahead and skip down a little bit. Um, casual Gigi must be from Alabama. Mm -hmm, cool. Yeah, I don't know too many Alabamans, to be honest with you, or Arkansans, but uh, I do have some friends here in the uh in the channel like Aurelius Locke who says look up reduced graphene oxide and nanoparticle tech now i am aware of the nanoparticle tech um, um but interesting enough about graphene oxide i thought graphene was just like a i thought it was like a fake fake substance that you only hear about in comic books like <laughs> That's what I thought graphene was. I was like, actually, Aurelius on on um, on the tick. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, the live action version of the tick. Like their costumes are made out of graphene. So I was like, oh, okay. So graphene is from the comic books, and then all of a sudden it's in the COVID vaccines. So I was like, wow, that's interesting. 
Uh, did y'all know Mr. C? Oh yeah, Texas gal. Uh, she says, did y'all know Mr. C got booted off a video he was playing last Saturday on the Texas report? Booted his butt live. That was crazy, guys. I don't know how they did that. Uh, I don't know how they knew that because that was a live show. And um, I had gotten booted off of uh, Facebook, gosh, some months ago, like completely, completely gone, like everything. And I had like, you know, uh, since I do writing and other stuff like that, I had pages for my writing, I had pages for my publishing company, all that stuff. And uh, so all of that was killed. Um, and then so in order for me to look at videos and stuff, I created just like, you know, uh, uh, an anonymous account. And uh, we were doing uh, the Lone Star News report on Saturday, and I was going to show all the friends a video about uh, a staged photo op uh, civil rights supposed uh, event that took place with some Democrats. And right in the middle of the video, I was I was totally booted out like it was like your account no longer exists type of thing. I was like, what the heck? Like, this is insane, guys. This is insane. Uh, thank you for the, oh, thank you for the can, Miss Blonde Blue Lady Q. Yes, indeed. Uh, I believe, let's see, this one says, Deadly Shots, former Pfizer employee. Yes, that is the one that we will be airing tonight, ma'am. I have it queued up and ready to go. Very, very interesting. Very, you cannot debunk facts, you cannot debunk reports, and you cannot debunk that former employee of Pfizer, uh, as uh, the show host said, was it Peter, Peter something or other? I need to get better about other hosts' names. I'm terrible about it. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be taking a look at that tonight, guys. We will be taking a look at that tonight. So uh, hang hang on tight, guys, because we are in for a little bit of a ride tonight. <clears throat> Let's see here. Da -da 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 -da. Pill by the rabbit. I see you here and today and yesterday as well. Welcome, welcome, Connie Ketchup. Or sorry, Connie McKenzie getting a cookie. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Uh, win by public opinion, win the long haul. That's yes, two rivers. That is what we're talking about. That's the reason why we're doing the long haul. Because unfortunately, in this day and age, public opinion accounts for everything. And maybe it has something to do with being in a democratic republic. Maybe it has to do something with our system of government where it has to be authorized by the people. And so that's why, you know, when they're talking about polls and when they're talking about ratings and public opinion, like it, the public opinion has to line up with the, the move that they're trying to make uh, in regards to where our country's going and what exactly they can do, you know, um, and that's why I think sometimes they don't uh, make the moves that we want them to make, you know, like the military dropping in on uh, the White House or the supposed White House during the fake 20, uh, 2020 inauguration and arresting all the jokers. I mean, they had them all there. They had Obama, they had Bush, they had Bernie, they had Biden, they had Lady Gaga. You know, like they could have taken them all in, like they could have taken all of them in. And Lady Gaga was clearly high out of her mind um, when during that inauguration. So anyways, it was, uh, yeah, in interesting times, very interesting times. Uh, seeing things that we don't think that we would see, but yet here they are materializing in front of us like craziness. Like craziness. Tam Grell agrees. It only takes a few to get the ball rolling. The Great Awakening. Yes. And we have to be there, in my opinion. We have to be there in order to uh, assist those who are coming out of their slumber, who are waking up out of that coma. Um, uh, aside from spreading the news and from, uh, you know, actually like uh, 
you know, uh, uh, fighting for the cause, but also assisting those who are, are trying to figure out what's going on. There's going to be a lot of cognitive dissonance. Well, we already see that already. Dissonance, I apologize. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, some people, it's going to be an information overload. Some people may not be able to take it. Um, they may not be able to take it. Shanjo gifting another cookie. Thank you for filling the cookie jar yesterday, my friend. Uh, let's see here. There you go. Just be the only snaps in the face. Otherwise, it, okay. <laughs> hmm. All right. We're almost to the end of that. Let me see here. It's pulled one, two, three. Yes, she's playing the card, folks. Uh, almost to the end of yesterday's chat recap. Good evening, one, two, three, SKG. We're just talking about you. Uh, Blonde Blue is going to go check up on that video. Anna, 1971, how you doing? Good evening, good evening. From far, far away. Good ficht from far, far. Are you in Germany, uh, <laughs> Anno 1971, uh, or, or in one of them countries over there? Well, welcome. We love our international audience here at the Sea Report, the Sea Channel. Glad to have you along with us at the Foxhole. Of course, the uh, the um, the citizen, citizenship, the citizenry, the population of the Foxhole continues to grow. Seems that uh, Mr. W.C. Cranop also gifted a phone yesterday. Thank you so much, Mr. W.C., for your generosity and your donations. 123SKG gifting a can to keep us nice and refreshed, right? I like that one time someone put uh, a, a push refresh when we were having the death circle <laughs> and gifted a can. I just hit refresh. I thought that was that was pretty funny. That was clever. That was very clever. Very clever indeed. So Two Rivers asked, uh, what did Abbott do about those Texas reps that ran off to Washington, D.C.? Did he even arrest them? Okay, so uh, in case any of you guys missed out on the Lone Star News episode this past Saturday, we actually did talk about that. So no, in fact, they have not been arrested. In fact, what I found out through some digging was that uh, the, uh, was it the Master at Arms or the Sergeant at Arms or the you know, that person, uh, as well as the, uh, the Texas DPS, uh, whomever, they never even received, uh, orders to arrest anybody. And in fact, there was one representative who did come back into, to, uh, Texas to work at the work for, uh, work the election, uh, election, uh, bill. Um, but, uh, they did not arrest him. And then as soon as they reneged on uh, on this a threat of arresting him, he fled to D.C. again. So, uh, no, it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Speaker Dade Fillon, that's his job. He's the one who's supposed to make sure that that happens and he has not done anything. We do know that Dade Fillon or Phelan, uh, we do know that he is a rhino, uh, as most of the Texas representatives are. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's his job to make sure that was it the master at arms or the sergeant at arms or the something at arms, um, that, that they did not even get orders to arrest. They did not even get orders to pursue, um, which tells you a lot right there, which tells you a lot right there. And then we're also taking another look at Chip Roy, of course, cause Chip Roy, he's the one who actually just, uh, moved to impeach. Biden, the Biden administration, due to uh, the severe disaster at the border, the, the severe malfeasance and negligence. Uh, but that man said, and I quote, uh, the representatives in Texas are uh, basically, well, I uh, maybe I don't quote, maybe I paraphrase. Uh, he said the representatives in Texas 
uh, agree that we need to uh, we need to adhere to the federal government when it comes to the way elections are run. So, Chip Roy, you're going to talk a talk right now, but we have your number, my friend, because you are trying to give our voice and our freedom away to a runaway federal government, and we will not stand for that. But I mean, like I said, most of the reps here in Texas are rhinos, uh, even some of the beloved ones. But I'm not going to get into that right now because I'll sit on that one for now. I'll sit on that one for now. It has to do with uh, everyone's favorite uh, Texas Canuck. And I'll just leave it there, guys. But I found some dirt on him, too. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? What else do we got? Hey, Empress, I see you coming in. How you doing? How you doing? The uh, Patam. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking up says, does anyone really do anything in our government? Even the ones we like do absolutely nothing but have hearings. I mean, it, that's what it seems like, right? That's what it seems like. Relius is all stonewalling. And Tombstone says, arrest the mofos. Um, and uh, just to be agrees, I know nothing ever comes out of hearings. that Even important ones are sealed for 50 years. Why are they allowed to seal them? They're accountable to us exactly and as they should be uh it looks like uh narco champon tv or narco yeah narco happen <laughs> says they're all deep state yep 99 of them i think there's like what allegedly there's like what six to ten of them maybe 12 at the max are actually fighting for us but i don't know guys does everyone have a price does everyone have a price uh yes uh the the deca the yes that one <laughs> yeah looking up says anything gay bama did was unconstitutional and therefore null and void yep null and void pn also in the house um how would we put dominion in jail huh uh it i guess it would have to be the ceos the presidents the owners um, or or whomever it was that was running those machines. Uh, but I guess that's all going to come out if you guys are following um, if you guys are following what's going on with Code Monkey Z and um, and uh, the whistleblower for Dominion. Uh, if you guys are following that story, I'm sure perhaps they'll be able to uh, tie all that together. Yeah. <laughs> Average Joe Patriot said HBO said Code Monkey, uh, Code Monkey is Q. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that, uh, but but even Code Monkey said no, he's not Q. <laughs> oh my God, too much fun, guys! Too much fun. Definitely too much fun. All right, I think that that wraps up yesterday's chat recap. Let me just make sure there was nothing more that I'm gonna miss here. Oh, man, guys, we were hopping and hopping and hopping yesterday. Gary Flesner was in the house yesterday, too. Yeah. Skeeter Burke. Hey, Skeet. How's you doing? Sonia JHC. Uh, Nana Marie, 1957. Everyone hanging out. Just be giving us a can. Uh, and also Sean Joe with the cookie. Thank you guys for your donations and generosity. It's always appreciated here. So we can keep on keeping on. Castle Drummer also in the house. Tanette Booth was hanging out. A lot of friends. A lot of friends. Good to see so many friendly faces. Shanjo with another cookie. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I think that brings us about to that. Yeah. And then we got our, then we got our, uh, how you say? There we go. 
And we got our gold pill scratch winnings. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So once again, welcome to uh, another edition of the C-Report coming to you live tonight on this Tuesday evening. Ju I'm still in July, August 3rd, 2021. Uh, again, we have quite a story uh, for you guys. I should say quite a report. Uh, and uh, glad to have everyone hanging out with us at the moment. Uh, looks like we got uh, we got we guys are rocking and a rolling over in the chat. And uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into today's report. We kind of did an early preview of it, but uh, President Trump leads at the Sea Report as always. So let me go ahead and see what we got here for you guys. All right, we only had a single statement from President Trump this afternoon, uh, but let's go ahead and tear into that. It says, highly respected Army Intelligence Captain Seth Keschel has just released his report on national fraud numbers with respect to the 2020 presidential election. I don't personally know the captain, uh, but these numbers are overwhelming, election changing, and according to Keschel, could be even bigger in that they do not account for cyber flipping of votes. They show I won the election by a lot. Now watch the Democrats coalesce, defame, threaten, investigate, jail people, and do whatever they have to do to keep the truth from surfacing and let the Biden administration continue to get away with destroying our country. The irregularities and outright fraud of this election are an open wound to the United States of America. Something must be done. Absolutely positively, President Trump. Uh, and, uh, you know, guys, I mean, I, I, I keep the faith, you know, it's the long game. This is this is what we have to do. That's what we have to play. Uh, we have to make sure all our I's are dotted and all our T's are crossed. And yes, we know the enemy does not particularly subscribe to playing fair. We know that they cheat. We know that they steal. We know that they lie. We know that they kill. Uh, but uh, that is not the way of the Jedi. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not a Star Wars nerd. Uh, but that is not the way of, uh, of America. That is not the way of uh, God-fearing people. We don't have to stoop low like that. We don't have to resort to their tactics. I know it may seem like it would be a lot easier if we did. But uh, at least in this way, um, especially because, I mean, uh, taking this route, if you think about it, really does offer some type of... Um, I would say recourse, you know, because in the events that things do go our way and things swing in the right direction and we end up on the right side of history and we have an American renaissance and we have a new golden age, um, we'll have all of the documentation to prove it as well. And that will be most definitely important moving forward into the future. OK, so uh, I would say we're holding on and holding on and holding the line. Uh, we have to keep on doing it, guys. We absolutely have to keep on holding that line, keeping our lights on and keeping our hope, keeping our faith, uh, because believe it or not, y'all, we are farther than we've ever been before. Uh, we've had more wins and more success in our endeavor to restore this republic than we have, I would say, in the last 50 years, maybe since the time of Andrew Jackson, when they got rid of the central bank back in the 1800s, I would say we haven't had as many wins as we have now. And we've had all these wins in the last, what, five years or so? And obviously with the uh, illegitimate pedo Joe in office, it does not look like a win. But uh, when we look the weakest, we are the strongest. I will live by that uh, because we don't have to show our hand in order to make the moves that we need to make the right moves. 
that we need to make in order to get us where we are headed and where we need to be. Uh, so with that said, let's go ahead and get into the rest of our reports. We'll be flying over to the state of Arizona. Now, some real quick news coming out of Arizona. Some of you guys might have heard already. Uh, so basically, they're at the standstill or not. Maybe they're not at a standstill, come to think about it, because if you think about it, um, they, again, are, are crossing all their I's crossing all their I's and dotting all their T's, right? That's what they're doing. They are just, they are, you know, they are spell checking, they are grammar checking, they are using spellomatic. you know, they're hiring, uh, you know, copy editors and copywriters to make sure there's not a single blunder in this document that is our existence as we move along. Um, and so, yes, yes, Maricopa County, we could have guessed it. Dominion, we could have guessed it. You know, we could have guessed that they would defy the subpoenas. So that then leaves us all with what recourse. Now, when we were talking about Wendy Rogers yesterday with Wendy Rogers, it was like, arrest them, just arrest them, like just put them in jail. You know, like, thank goodness Wendy Rogers is saying what we're feeling. And, and you know, I that's a credit to her, you know, because I feel like she's at least giving a voice uh, um, for the audacity, the absurdity of everything that they're doing uh, to let the people know that, hey, someone's thinking what you're thinking, okay? But nonetheless, they still have to go through this bureaucratic process so that this way, whenever we get our country back, it's still ours on paper, right? Uh, so um, what's the next step then? Well, according to the likes of Senator Borelli, uh, and you guys might have seen that as well, where uh, he said, uh, they said, release the Kraken. Now, I think for the life of me, a lot of us could not really figure out what that metaphor of a Kraken meant. Did it mean it was like some kind of uh, military service? What? Well, and actually, yeah, it actually ended up being that. Some people were like, it's a supercomputer. Uh, uh, some people actually uh, found it to be a, 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 um, a branch of the military that is specifically involved in cybersecurity and cyber warfare, uh, um, uh, like a whole bunch of smart computer tech and mathematician soldiers. Right. And I think that that was actually I think that that was actually the Kraken. I think it was that group of people who had been monitoring this on the tech side from the jump and had all of the data to support it. But nonetheless, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Captain Keschel was part of the Kraken. That would be pretty interesting. But so what is our version of the Kraken here? Well, we do, again, we can't say for sure. I mean, all of a sudden, Code Monkey Z is coming up with the Dominion whistleblower. That's techie. Could that be the Kraken? Or could the Kraken just be a metaphor for uh, um, uh, an indispensable force, an undeniable force that will come? and sweep everything away with its many arms of truth and justice. Uh, that's what could the Kraken be as well. In any case, uh, we see here that Senator Borelli is invoking Senate Bill 1487. Now, this is to take another legislative step in regards to where we're going to go with Arizona and with these, uh, these uh, defiers of Senate subpoenas. So... Uh, according to this article, I found uh, Arizona Senate Bill 1487, which was originally introduced by Congressman Andy Biggs when he was serving in the Arizona State Senate. And in Senate Bill for, uh, 1487, basically what it does is it gives any member of legislator of legislature 
the power to enact an investigation um, into any law violations by a county, city, or town. And this is done by way of da, 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 the state's attorney general's office. So, okay. So, uh, you see, we keep talking about this sleeping bear named Bronovich. Well, it seems like Senator Borelli's going to poke the bear a little bit, see if he'll wake up. Uh, and it goes on to say, when a law has been violated, the attorney general will provide notice to the county, city, or town within 30 days to resolve that violation. So if Sen Senator Borelli has invoked the, uh, Senator Borelli has invoked Senate Bill 1487, then it seems like sleeping Bronovich should have his report on my desk just in time for my birthday. <laughs> boy, oh boy, what a present that would be. Uh, it says, if they fail to resolve the violation within 30 days, the treasurer shall withhold state shared revenue from the county, city, or town. Shared funds will not be returned to the county, city, or town until the violation is lost. So that means that uh, Maricopa County, Phoenix, all of them stand to lose a lot of money. Uh, now here is, uh, you know, in good old Mr. C fashion, here is the body of that text. Oh, we don't want to find anything. Let me see if I can expand it for you real quick. Plus, okay, we'll take it back down and we'll expand it here. Now that is Senate Bill 1487. Seems like this was first introduced in 2016. Now we're not going to read through all of this, obviously, because it is, after all, nine pages long. It does say, however, I wonder if my highlight will work. Go away. Ooh, it does say, at the request of one or more members of the legislature, the attorney general shall investigate any ordinance, regulation, order, or other official action adopted or taken by the governing body of a county, city, or town that the member alleges violates state law or the Constitution of Arizona. The uh, attorney general shall make a written, here, I'll expand it a little bit more, Boom. shall make a written report of findings and conclusions as a result of the investigation within 30 days after receipt of the request and shall provide a copy of the report to the governor the president of the Senate, the speaker of the House of Representatives, the members or members of the legislature making the original request, and the secretary of state. If the attorney general concludes that the ordinance, regulation, order, or other action under investigation violates any provision of state law or the Constitution of Arizona, the attorney general shall provide notice to the county, city, or town by certified mail of the violation and shall indicate that the county, city, or town has 30 days to resolve the violation. So I guess what it sounds like at this point is uh, once this investigation is underway, once the attorney general does indeed find that these uh, subpoenas were um, were uh, were mandates that were official, that were lawful, uh, that they will have 30 days then to comply. And if they don't, then I guess they get their funds cut. Uh, it, it'd be nicer if they went to jail while it was at it. Uh, I, I believe like a Wendy, Senator Wendy Rogers has already called treason on these individuals. Is already called treason uh, um, because of the actions that are, are taking place now. Uh, but yes, so indeed, uh, uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, um, repercussions to not complying, uh, the, the treasurer, state treasurer, shall notify and redistribute state shared monies from county, city, or town as prov prov provided by section 45-5029, uh, 
Um, they will continue to monitor the response from the governing body when the offending ordinance regulation action is repealed or the violation is otherwise resolved. Uh, the governor, the president of the Senate, the speaker of the House, the House, uh, House members um, of the legislatures making uh, the original request, um, they shall be informed that the violation has been resolved. Uh, the state treasurer then will restore distribution of state shared revenue to the county, city, or town. So that is what's up with that, ladies and gentlemen. Again, very important. Sleeping Bronovich, Sleeping Bronovich needs to wake up. Now we know he bared his teeth when A.G. Garland went into Arizona and was like, hey, you guys are being unconstitutional. And Sleeping Bronovich was like, grr. He was like, grr. <laughs> the bear was waking up. He's like, stay out of my cave, right? Uh, but um, we need Bronovich to do more. Um, uh, again, uh, maybe it's just maybe it's just the order of operation, guys. Maybe it's just the chain of command. Maybe the AG can't initiate an investigation autonomously. Maybe a senator or a representative has to uh, a request or or put a bill out or do something in order for them to support it. Because uh, I guess the AG's job is not to create laws, but to enforce them or investigate the violations thereof. So maybe that's the only reason why we haven't seen AG moving on, like, you know, the first two subpoenas that Maricopa County skipped out on. Uh, because, again, Paul Boyer, the rhino senator, and um, we're sure Michelle Eugenti Rita, the rhino-ness, a rhino-ness, I don't know, whatever it is, the she-rhino. Um, um, they are going to vote against holding Maricopa County accountable. Like there's no doubt that they would, uh, because again, they don't even believe that this election, uh, was even viable. Uh, they thought it was actually quite, quite fraudulent in their own regard. And, uh, man, cannot have that. Pardon me, cannot have that. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about this man here on the screen. Now, you guys might know him as Mr. Clean. No, just kidding. <laughs> this is Senator Mastriano from Philadelphia. You guys know him. You've seen him here on the floor, on the, on the show before. Now, to be sure, uh, this, is, this is involving election audits over in Pennsylvania. I'm sure some of you guys know about what's going on over there. Of course, uh, he's already uh, initiated a formal request to specific counties in the state of Pennsylvania to turn over their election equipment. Now, uh, the first county we had that was just like, no, Fulton County. If I'm not mistaken, I think Pittsburgh is in Fulton County, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's got a pretty big city center there, but they were not going to comply with the requests from uh, Senator Mastriano and his committee. Uh, as they do have legal and constitutional authority to open an investigation and an audit into their state's election for 2020. Now, don't forget, guys, we also have the Secretary of State, and she's an acting Secretary of State, but she's, she still has that snake title nonetheless. Uh, she, she, um, she informed slash commanded all the county uh, counties in Pennsylvania not to comply with any kind of audit, especially if it involves a third-party, non-accredited organization. And... I really just need to do a, a report on the uh, accreditation system from the EAC 
the Election Assistance Commission, as well as it's ProVND and SLI. I, I remember the name now. ProVND and SLI are the two companies that are accredited by EAC, the Election Assistance Commission, uh, to do audits. Uh, but that is not what they are certified for. And uh, it's a total lie. It's a total sham. It's 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 boldface lie, otherwise known as gaslighting. Uh, and they keep getting away with it. But uh, we'll do a report on it. I, I have the info. Um, I just have not put that report together. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it before Friday. And, you know, guys, I've talked about it so many times here on the C Report. Like I've talked about so many times about how these these uh, supposed auditing uh, certified auditing agencies that are accredited by the EAC. I've talked about how that's not even what they're certified to do. They are not certified to audit an election. They're certified to certify and audit a machine. But then it seems that whenever they do an audit of their machines, they don't even do a forensic audit of the machine. They just basically turn the machine off and on and drop it off a five-story building and see if it still works. That's all that they're certified to do. Uh, but we can we can get into that a little bit deeper uh, at some point in the week. So this way uh, we can really get a grasp on the bold-faced lies that these people are telling uh, all secretaries of snakes included, it seems, uh, in regards to EAC accreditation and uh, who it is that will be doing forensic audits. Now, two other counties in Fulton, I mean, in, in Pennsylvania, sorry, not Fulton, Fulton is a county in Pennsylvania, uh, but two other counties in Pennsylvania have also decided not to comply with uh, Senator Mastriano's request for election materials. Uh, that includes Tioga County, um, as well as uh, uh, Philadelphia County. So we had Tioga County, Philadelphia County, and Fulton County uh, not complying. Uh, in fact, I was reading some reports that were rather interesting about um, county commissioners in like, for example, in Tioga County, they're actually receiving death threats. <laughs> Why are they receiving death threats? Uh, it's it's kind of an inverse here, guys. Like they decided not to comply with the Senate's request and they're being threatened with their lives from patriots in Pennsylvania. Now, is it a true story? Like are patriots really calling up Tioga commissioners and saying, we're going to kill you if you don't turn over those machines? Or is that something of a ruse to make it look like uh, it's nothing but bad actors and, mal uh, and and malignants who are part of this uh, or this deplorable? Like de there's nothing but deplorables and 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 uh, deadbeats who are are running this audit. Could that be a ruse? Could it be fake? I was reading this one article uh, from a local uh, Pennsylvania uh, Pennsylvania um, uh, newspaper. It was called the. Uh, it was called the York County Dispatch. And just like just like in Arizona, guys, the York County Dispatch was already trying to paint this biased and creepy and scary um, picture of the people behind this election audit. Now, uh, the York County Dispatch, I, didn't, I won't be able to share that article with you because it's under a paywall now. But when I read it, it was it was um, it was free. Uh, the York County Dispatch was saying that there are creepy people 
going around, uh, going around, knocking on doors, asking about the elections in this mysterious audit. <laughs> like that was the headline. It was like mysterious audit has creepy people knocking on doors. And so, uh, you know, and again, even at that local level, uh, again, it's supposed to be news, right? I mean, it's supposed to be news, not opinion. You know, it's not supposed to be biased, not in journalism, right? But again, the, what has this country come to? What have our locales come to? What has our backyard come to? Uh, but that was the story that was being spread in the likes of the York County Dispatch over in Pennsylvania. Again, they're doing everything that they can to discredit uh, the efforts of, of Americans and patriots who want to see our country free and, uh, and also our elections safe and secure. Uh, but yeah, so Senator, Senator Doug Mastriano uh, has said that uh, in in lieu of um, uh, compliance, uh, he will go ahead and actually be calling for subpoenas because uh, apparently as the chair of his committee, he does have subpoena power over um, over these uh, over these counties. So uh, we have this short video here from Real America. Uh, and uh, they have a chit chat with the Senator Doug Mastriano. So I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys at this time. Continue pushing, Continue for, pushing for election, election integrity, integrity in state, in state, after, state, state after state, state around, around our country. And our head is off to head is off our hand. Thank you so much for what you're doing. It seems today more and more, and more states, states are, pushing are pushing for forensic, for forensic audits. audits. Will they happen, though? Will they happen, though? Now, now, we're trying to get to the bottom of what happened in Arizona, happened in Arizona right? Zone, still waiting on still more waiting results on more from the Maricopa County, County Audit. Audit. Uh, this, as this, we do know some facts, know some about, facts the about the audit so far, so far. there's major there's discrepancies, discrepancies, okay? okay. 11,000 11, voters, voters added to voter added rolls, to voter rolls, rolls after, election, after day. election day. They did, they did however, explain the 74,000 more ballots than received. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But how about 18,000 votes that were dropped from voter rolls after election day? How about how about duplicate, duplicate ballots, ballots that, were that were not properly marked, marked, marked with serial numbers? With serial numbers. Hmm, why wouldn't they have, have serial numbers? On top of that, on top of that, Arizona State Arizona Senate, State President, Senate President, President Karen Fan has been working has been tirelessly to get to the bottom of this. Now saying now that saying that she's burned out. She's burned out. Media portraying the audit as a big lie. Pushed radicals, pushed radicals to send her to send constant, her constant daily, daily death threats. Death threats. I can tell you, can when, this tell you when this whole thing first started, they were just kind of side remarks, you know, one thing or another. And then, as I said, it's kind of escalated a couple of months ago with the white envelope. So we had to, like, had to like go through all, go through all of the security, all of the security procedures around here. And luckily, they tested it and found out it was anti-histamine. And somebody had ground it into a powder. Let's head to the Keystone State. Republican state representatives there are also advocating for forensic audit, but of course, but facing, of course facing major pushback, pushback backlash from their governor, from their governor and, their and, their and their attorney general and, and, general the, and the acting secretary of state. Oh, by the way, oh, by let's, the way see let's see which uh, uh, all three of our Democrats. Democrats. This is the Secretary, this is the state Secretary of State threatening all 67 counties saying any county, any county, who conducts, who another, conducts audit another audit will have their will have voting, their voting machines, machines decertified. decertified. What? What? The counties would, the then, counties be would then be forced to pay for, to new, pay voting for new voting machines and not, and not 
reimbursed, reimbursed by the state. By the state. However, State However, Senator state Doug Senator Mastrano says he will not stand, will not stand for the decertification, for the decertification of anyone's machines, machines, but fight to the, to the end to defend the election, the election process. process. So he is fighting, so he is back, fighting back against that Secretary, against that Secretary of, state of State and the governor, and the governor in, his state. in his state. Take a listen. We're told, we're told that we're pushing, that we're pushing conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. This does nothing this does do to do to, to calm people's fears. And I'm the, of and the I'm view, the, of we moved heaven and earth, heaven and earth. earth. I served by side by side soldiers that can't interact with Bosnia. We put their lives on the line to ensure free and transparent elections in those countries. And why is it so, why hard, is it so in hard in America where we have, where we have to just, to open, just up open up the books? It's sad that, it's sad I, have, that I have a leader, have of, a leader of our state here that promised, that promised us, us that he'd be Mr. He'd be Transparency. Mr. Transparency. Great, point he, makes, Great point he makes, isn't it? Doug, a Pennsylvania, Doug, Pennsylvania senator, was one of the first, the first elected, elected leaders in his state, in his state, to, state to take a stand and speak up against, speak up the, against the certification of the 2020 presidential election results. Doug, here now to discuss, Doug, now to discuss more, more on how the effort is going in his state to, in his conduct, state to conduct, conduct a true forensic, forensic audit, audit, particularly, particularly in, one of the in one of the counties there. Doug, welcome there. back to the program. Wow. I mean, I knew you guys were going to get pushback, but a threat by your secretary of state and your governor and everything to just decertify your machines, this would cost counties around your state millions of dollars to go out and buy new machines if they did this, right? This is the sort this of attack kind of some third world third world dictator. I just can't I just can't believe it's happening in Pennsylvania. And Dan to make things worse, our secretary secretary state actually already decertified one of our counties because they willingly willingly submitted to a recount a recount other election results a couple months ago. Their machines were sent examples like some mafia boss to just unilaterally decertify the machines. And that's a small county and we're talking about two million dollars in a machine. It's just ridiculous what's happening here. Wow. So wait, let me let me clarify. They did they this a couple, did this months, a couple back. months back. This was not, this was not in conjunction, in conjunction with, what with what you were asking for and what Republican, and what Republican senators were asking for in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania which is a forensic, forensic, forensic audit. This was a simple, this was a simple recount, recount in a county. In a which, county? county? which county? May I ask? May I ask? Fulton County, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It's, a, it's, a rural, it's, a, it's a rural down here in South, down here South Central PA. PA. In January, myself, Judy Warner, our senator, asked if they would be willing to comply to have a review for transparency. And the machines weren't even examined. This was a hand paper ballots only. Yeah, it was a hand yeah, it was recount by the CSI. They came outside and machines weren't messed with. But they're, they're, but they don't care. They don't care. They want to make sure that clearly clearly something, to something to hide. These are the tactics. These are the tactics. I'll tell you. Man, I'll tell you. you watch it. You what watch the left, it, what is, the doing left is doing today. I don't care. I don't care. Whoops. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on with my audio. Let me see if I can't fix that for you guys real quick. Give me uno momento. I apologize. Wowzers. That's why it was better if I had my monitor on. Okay, hold on. Okay, guys. My monitor, you see. Hold on real quick. Care if you're talking about election or your... <laughs> 
for transparency's sake. This, wow. So wait, let me clarify. They because they willingly submitted to a recount of their of their election results a couple months ago. Their machines weren't touched, but to set an example, like some mafia boss, she just unilaterally decertified the machines. And that's a small county. You're talking about one or two million dollars in machines, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. It's happening here. Wow. So wait, let me clarify. Well, they uh, did this a couple of months back. This was not in. Con- uh, to be uh, t- to be honest, Narco Hampon TV. Uh, it, it is not Carlos. <laughs> it, it would be Casares. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that's a that's a blooper reel right there. One should the SKG. I was like, what's going on in the chat? Everyone's kind of like bugging out. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. My bad. Okay, that, that should take care of it. All right, let's get back to this, guys. Oh, my God. election results a couple months ago their machines weren't touched but to set an example like some mafia boss she just unilaterally decertified the machines and that's a small county you're talking about one or two million dollars in machines and it's just ridiculous it's happening here wow so wait let me clarify they did this a couple months back this was not in conjunction with what you're asking for and what republican senators are asking for in pennsylvania which is a complete forensic audit this was a simple recount in a county, which county, may I ask? Fulton County, Pennsylvania. It's wow. a it's a rural down here in South Central PA. In January, myself and Senator Judy Ward, their senator, asked if they would be willing to comply uh, to have a review for transparency's sake. And of course, sure. we want to demonstrate our election was conducted properly. If not, we're willing to do make corrections. Right. And just because of that, uh, without the okay or blessing from the Secretary of State, which they do not need, by the way, she's setting them as an example. And yeah. the machines weren't even examined. This was a hand or machine. What, what kind of recount was it of the paper ballots only? Yeah, it was a hand recount by, by Wake TSI. They came in from outside and the machines weren't messed with. But they're, they're, they don't care. They want to make sure that there's clearly then something to hide. These are the tactics, man. I'll tell you, you watch it, what the left is doing today. I don't care if you're talking about election or you're talking about vaccine and COVID lockdowns. You're talking about whatever it may be. They literally grabbed the handbook of like mafia and Gestapo and whatever. And like, here's how we're going to do things. Ladies and gentlemen on the left, we will threaten. If that doesn't work, we will find, we will, we will dox, we will ruin lives. We will kick them off campus. We'll get them fired from their. I mean, the tactics the left are using today are nothing else, but you can't describe more just despicable. It's disgusting, Doug. I can't believe they're getting away with this, and the mainstream media just turns a blind eye to it. Could you imagine a Republican governor getting away with this? I mean, threatening and bullying other counties in the state because they, they don't want the counties to do something that's within their constitutional powers to do. That's review the election. And cost and them within- money, Doug. Cost yeah. them millions of dollars during an economic crisis. We're still struggling to get out of COVID lockdown crap. Let's be real. We're near, nowhere close to recovering. I don't care how many times... Mr. Biden says, oh, we're getting better. We're getting better. I created jobs. No, you didn't. The jobs just came back because they were already created by the Trump administration. And your stupid lockdowns put those jobs on hold. You didn't create anything. But imagine if you're a small county, like you just said, and you're struggling 
Maybe you were thinking of renovating that elementary school. Maybe you were going to redo some county roads in your county this year. You're not going to have the money to do that if you got to fork out two, three, four, five million bucks for machines, right? Yeah, exactly. And these machines are all new because our governor, if you remember two years ago, and this is a fact, two years ago, the Democrat senators around the country met in Las Vegas, two years ago, before COVID. Mm-hmm. And our governor came back from that meeting, don't know what they talked about, but he decertified all the county machines. And my county had brand new machines. So these machines are no more than two years old. And already the, the governor is saying, if you, anyone touches those machines or you bring an outside audit team in, we're going to decertify them. You're going to have to eat that. Well, you know what that looks like to me? I'm just going to point blank say it. That's called a damn cover-up. Why wouldn't you want these particular machines investigated by a third independent party, not Republicans, an independent forensic, you know, I don't know the term for it, but a technological company that you guys are going to hire that's third party that investigates it and follows facts and science and math and just examines the machines, examines the ballots and gives the results. And they are saying, you can't touch the machines that were used or we're going to nail you. What are you hiding in Pennsylvania then, Mr. Governor? (laughs) Yeah, I listened to the governor when I released her letters two weeks ago. And he's like, this is a danger to our democracy. Still doesn't realize we're a public seven years on as governor. (laughs) uh, His uh, state attorney general comes out and, you know, calls me names like a juvenile and then says, I'll do everything in my power to stop this. So what exactly are they hiding? This does nothing to calm people's fears. All they have to do is open up the books, let us see what happened, let the chips fall where they may. But instead, they're resisting so hard, they're actually stiffening our resolve to get it done. Wow. All right, Doug, i got to pivot before we run out of time and talk to you about COVID real quick, um, because I want you to take on something, and we've got uh, multiple guests today I'm asking this of because they're from different states. The DOJ announces um, they're not going to look into nursing home deaths. So does that mean, Mr. Cuomo, especially in New York, your governor there, uh, Miss Whitmer in Michigan, and uh, the governor out in Washington, where a lot of them started, if you recall, back in the summer, then into fall, all these governors that made the wrong call. And let's face it, thousands of grandmas and grandpas died at their hands because they made the wrong call. The DOJ is now not going to investigate. This is absolutely disgusting. Pennsylvania... Governor Wolf and his failed Secretary of Health, Dr. Levine, decide on the 18 March to take COVID-positive sick people and drop them back into the homes, and it unleashed a plague. More than 16,000 people have died in Pennsylvania as a result of this failed policy. It's far worse. Dr. Levine's own mom was in a nursing home. Two weeks in, figured out it was a tragic decision. Instead of being a decent human being and coming out and saying, hey, folks, bad decision was made, save your family members. But like a snake in the grass, snuck in and got mommy out and dropped mom off into a suite down in Hershey while the rest of our moms and dads and grandparents died. This needs to be investigated. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the left, especially the Biden administration, politicizing the Department of Justice. They need to do their job. We need justice. It's okay, Doug. I saw you bite your tongue. You can say you're pissed off. I saw you <laughs> have to say it. You know this show. I don't, I don't bleep anybody out, man. Just say it. Let it flow. You're pissed. <laughs> so am I. And so are thousands of Americans who lost their loved ones because of bonehead calls like Wolf, like Whitmer, like Cuomo made. I'm tired of sugarcoating stuff and being nice. We got to get in the streets. We got to be angry. Don't get physical like the crazy wacko left. But you got to get mouthy. You got to get in people's faces and you got to make it known we're not giving up on whether it may be these unmandated mandates that are ridiculous, these draconian lockdown orders, whether it be them pushing for a mandated vaccine now that's coming next, whether it be the election integrity, we have to take a stand. 
All right, draw the line in the sand. Stop backing up. Stop giving in to these libs. Um, Doug, you make a very good point about them weaponizing, and I think we're discussing that today with several people. It seems yeah. to me that when Democrats take charge, these intelligence agencies and these different departments do get weaponized for their bidding. Doesn't it appear that way? Yeah, I was a military intelligence officer for 30 years with a top secret SCI clearance. And had I used any of my assets or resources against American citizens in the United States, I would have been thrown in jail. So why is there's this, there's this exception, it seems like, when there are certain people in power? I mean, the U.S., there's 17 intel agencies in the United States. They can't be used against the people of this country. That That is a scary thing. It's George Orwell, 1984. It's very dangerous. Doug, do you guys have any control there? Can you launch an investigation in the state house you have enough seats in the senate and your your legislator to go after the governor on these nursing home deaths since the federal government's not going to yeah, since the federal government won't the state government won't because our attorney general also is, is doubling down on the wolf administration so it's got hard fight but in the end we're going to have to get it done someone's going to have to do it whether we it takes a year we get a republican governor in i don't know but it needs to happen i'm tired of the talk i'm tired of the cover-ups Open up the books. Let's find out what happened in the homes and in the elections. So yes. We could, we could shut this down today. Just open up the books. If we're wrong, fantastic. If we're right, let's let's get this right and not do it again. That's what that's what we've all been saying. You know, they keep the narrative that we're trying to overturn something. No, we want to see, like you said, the books. If the numbers match and we're wrong, then we'll eat some crow and go, oops, okay, we're wrong. Thanks for proving it. Now, I guess we got to listen to this senile... <clears throat> commander-in-chief for a few more years until he either resigns or is taken out of office. But until you give us an answer, I'm sorry, I'm not going to lay down and be a good boy and a good little doggy and listen What's to, wrong to with the masters. Transparency and accountability. I have the constitutional authority in the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, to have legislative bodies have responsibility of oversight and conduct of the election. So what I'm asking for is within my rights as an American and as my solemn duty as a senator, and we are going to do it. They can resist. They can drag us to court. We're going to win where the books will be open and let the chips fall where they may. All I'm interested in is facts, just as my people. They want to know what happened. Doug Mastriano, representing 33rd Senate District there, State Senate for Pennsylvania. Thank you so much. All right, guys. So there you have it. Pretty good interview, I would say. A lot of light, light coming from that. Uh, uh, big thanks to W.C. Craynot for dropping some shades there. And uh, congratulations to our buddy, the Texan. Uh, looking forward to see what you've got coming up, sir. Also curious about what the heck was going on in there. <laughs> but anyways, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this, uh, you know, this uh, this interview here. Now, we do have, of course, uh, Senator Mastriano informing us, you know, about uh, some of the things that are already taking place in Pennsylvania, like we mentioned now, Fulton County. Uh, so, so I will file a redaction because uh, apparently Fulton County did comply, uh, but but they were actually penalized by their Secretary of State for for this uh, compliance. Uh, but yeah, but then again, you have Tioga and you have Philadelphia counties not wanting to comply. I guess they're afraid about it. It's, it's really terrible the way it, it is. And then I'm glad that uh, uh, this here uh, Real America reporter uh, actually brought up the uh, the um, uh, the governors, those who are uh, behind the uh, COVID nursing home death scandal, because uh, that's actually going to segue into our next story. But did did you guys do you guys remember the story of the uh, of the um, the general physician there in Pennsylvania who is now the assistant secretary for the health and human uh, Dep Department of Health and Human Services here in this country? They said its name. 
Dr. Levin. Okay, I'm going to pull up Dr. Levin, guys. You might want to get your Patriot shades on. <laughs> You'll recognize it when you see it. Huh. Okay, so there's one Dr. Levin. Okay, so yeah, so Dr. Levin. Now, this was the scandal with Dr. Levin here. Let's let's make that, let's, let's bring that back up. This is the scandal with Dr. Levin over there in Philadelphia. Now, or I should say in Pennsylvania. Now, Dr. Levin was well aware that the orders that uh, Governor, uh, uh, was it Tom Wolf, up in uh, Pennsylvania, when he put those orders, the, the governor orders, to basically kill off the population of the nursing homes and the, uh, and the rehabilitation centers, that uh, that would be a death trap. Ah, here comes another one. <laughs> that that would be a death trap. For, uh, for patients and people in those uh, facilities. You know, well, Dr. Levin, uh, and yes, in case you didn't figure it out, Dr. Levin is transgender or whatever the heck it is. Man, look at those teeth. Look at those teeth. Those teeth are just ripe for eating children. Anyways, big old mojo smile there, guys. Like, uh, Dr. Levin, instead of telling everyone, hey, your family's gonna die if they're in these uh, in these facilities, and uh, you know that it's dangerous. Instead, didn't say anything but pulled its own mother, pulled its own mother out of the nursing homes and set them up somewhere else while everyone else's family members died. Yeah, that's this transgender right here, Doctor Levin. With the uh, with the cannibal teeth, chews on them baby bones. A doctor of uh, uh, a pedi pe um, pediatric doctor, yep, works with children, and also a psychology doctor, yeah, because it might be a little bit crazy. Isn't that insane, guys? Is that not insane? What has our country come to? I ask you, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, I just thought I'd uh, I'd break in with that little bit of levity. <laughs> It's always fun making, uh, you Much know, for always keep honestly, I am not a bull. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I am not a bully, you know, but I'll call it like I see it. Now, you guys, are, what happened to his head? OK, <laughs> uh, this is a story about nipple rings Cuomo. OK. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. You guys are going to hate me by the end of this episode, I swear. And that's not the last transgender that we'll be looking at before the end of today's broadcast, I promise you. I told you to get your Patriot glasses out because they're coming. They are coming. Okay, <laughs> so let me get back on the ball here. <laughs> let me get back on the ball. Yep, that's right. That is one ugly mother. <laughs> that is one ugly mother. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry guys. Let me get this off the screen. Uh, we call him nipple rings Cuomo here at the sea report. <laughs> Same picture, less effect. I want some enchiladas Aurelius anyways. Okay. So as uh, a uh, Narcampon TV says Levin uh, playing the transgender card. I mean, I don't know who would want to play cards with that thing. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Cuomo needs a bra. <laughs> Who does that? 
what respected official and you know i'm sure a person of their age who on, i know right aurelius luck i hope i didn't turn your stomach i hope those enchiladas don't repeat on you sorry about that buddy anyway. <laughs> oh fried ice cream that sounds awesome uh, how long is it to uh, arkansas from here anyways no <laughs> like what man what respectable man of a government office and of his age would wear nipple rings you know i'm sure we've all had this discussion whenever this picture came out way back when right would wear nipple rings to a and with a white t-shirt nonetheless and i don't even think he has an undershirt on if he had an undershirt on i mean at least we would not be able to see those bell bars those are pretty that that's a big that's a big those are big nipple rings guys okay we don't want to Let's not get stuck on the nipple rings. I'm sorry, guys. But anyways, <laughs> you guys are talking about beer goggles and <laughs> everything. And that's, that is hilarious. Sorry, guys. I told you it was coming. I told you it was coming. Okay, so <laughs> what am I doing? All right. Let's talk about nipple rings Cuomo. It's actually been a while since we featured him on the Sea Report. I mean, we're talking about going back to March, February was last time. I mean, we've we've mentioned its name, you know, Nipple Rings Cuomo and the COVID-19 nursing home death scandal. Unfortunately, that's not what this is about, uh, but it is about uh, the story that they're using to cover up the COVID-19 nursing home death scandal. And that indeed would be this entire business regarding him having harassed individuals. Now, uh, we talked about yesterday a little bit about how Cuomo is actually pushing private businesses to mandate vaccine-only admission. Now, that's actually something that has been successful in New York. They've done it at theaters. They've done it at art museums. They've done it at Carnegie Hall. Anywhere a blue blood goes in the city of New York, well, they will be vaccinated and they will have their vaccine passports. However, let's get real. That's not all of New York, but that is what uh, Nipple Rings Cuomo is now pushing for. Uh, he's he's really pushing the Excelsior Pass. Now, we're not talking Excelsior of uh, of uh, um, uh, uh, Stan Lee fame. You know, he was always like Excelsior every time he signed off on one of his like uh, you know op eds or whatever in in, in the comic books, but. Uh, it's called the Excelsior Pass. Now, the Excelsior Pass was the first digital COVID vaccine app, and it was released in New York City on Good Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It was released in New York City on Good Friday. So it's been there. It's been hanging out. And they've just been waiting for this COVID crisis to kick up again, like they're waiting for a new Delta to lie about uh, in order to, uh, I guess, to try and re-implement it into uh, what they would like to call the new normal. Or there ain't no, there ain't nothing normal about this new, is all that I have to say about it. But yeah, that's what he's doing. He is he's pushing for this vaccine passport system, um, Excelsior in New York. Um, I don't know, guys. We'll see where all this is going. But in regards to the sexual harassment cases. Uh, it was actually found by the New York Attorney General that uh, this uh, Cuomo, Nipple Rings Cuomo, actually harassed several women, multiple individuals. Women, I guess you could say. Uh, Letitia James is the name of the Attorney General, said Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. Um, she also added that Cuomo fostered a hostile, unsafe work environment 
and uh, that the governor engaged in unwanted groping, kissing, and hugging, as well as making inappropriate remarks. So those are his; those are the sins he's uh, he's uh, um, being charged with. Uh, now, uh, Letitia James, the attorney general, they also released released a 165-page report uh, in regards to this investigation. And this all began back in March. You know, right when the COVID-19 nursing home death scandal started to heat up, all of these women started to come forward with these allegations. What it was about, I don't know. Were they, was, uh, was it a political hit? Were they trying to save his butt? Like, was it because they thought with the uh, COVID-19 death scandal and these sexual harassments, like he would just be out of there in half no time? Uh, it seems like, of course, you know, the Democrats love to eat each other. You know, they got them cannibal teeth like Dr. Rachel Levin. Um, and uh, that seems to be what was going on in the case. Now, interesting enough, the um, uh, the uh, AG, through their investigation, did not find uh, that Cuomo had done anything to specifically commit a crime. Uh, it, it said here, uh, according to Letitia James, uh, this is a sad day for New York because independent investigators have concluded that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so broke, broke the law. Uh, but, but that was the investigation that made those findings. Uh, it was not uh, an allegation that was going before like a district attorney or, or to any law enforcement so they could act on it. Um, in, in regards to this whole thing, we find now that Cuomo is actually defying this investigation um, and, and he's defying calls for, a re for him to resign. He doesn't want to resign, right? In fact, Governor Cuomo, nipple rings himself, has produced his own report, okay? <laughs> Go figure. He's produced his own report and, and he's encouraging people to read his report so that you can get an accurate idea of what actually happened. So I don't know how someone who's uh, involved in such allegations can write their own report and hope that that somehow bodes well for them. It's like, uh, you know, reading reading the accused, reading from the accused, it just it don't really add up to me. Uh, but there were 11 women that this year alone came up and accused Cuomo of sexual harassment and uh, the governor said that he would uh, investigate these claims. So I guess he wants to do a self-investigation. Uh, he kind of sounds like the EAC and he kind of sounds like uh, Dominion and all these people who they uh, and the secretary of states who investigate their own work. Right. They don't they don't leave it up to some outside unbiased source to do it. They investigate their own work, which is just kind of ridiculous when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen. But that is exactly the game that these people play. Okay. So, as I was saying, you have several people like uh, Letitia James, for example. She is a Democrat. She's calling for him to resign. Um, um, you have uh, other um, senators and also representatives who are calling for him to resign. What's really, uh, and, and also we have a couple of them looking at impeachment. Uh, New York City Councilman Brad Lander. Uh, said that Governor Cuomo should have resigned in March. He should resign now. If he does not, he should be impeached. So in the state of New York, according to New York's constitution, uh, they are allowed to impeach a public officer for misconduct or malversation. 
And I've never heard of the word malversation. It's like you're having a bad conversation or something like that. Uh, but malversation while in the office that they are holding. Yeah, there's not even, I wonder if that's an actual, I wonder if that might be a, you know, it's just the more I read uh, all these articles and reports, I mean, there's so much, I'm sure you guys know, there's so much bad, yeah, I guess malversation, that, that's a real word. I was looking it up. Oh, malversation, noun, misconduct in public office. It's an actual word. I thought it was just like a, I don't know, conjunction or something of a bad conversation. Okay, so malversation is real, guys. Who would have known? I thought it was a misspelling. They've got a lot of typos, bad grammars, and, you know, really simple grammatical errors in a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, even in, in places like the Epoch Times, guys, and, and that's pretty top-notch stuff, at least by, uh, 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 journalistic standards of integrity. Anyways, uh, uh, back to this whole uh, 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 impeachment process. Uh, the state assembly would have to start the process by introducing and voting on an impeachment resolution, and a simple majority would be required for the resolution to pass, at which point the New York State Senate would, if the resolution was approved, hold an impeachment trial. Conviction or removal from office would take two-thirds of the state's upper chamber and the seven judges on the state's court of appeals to authorize. So that's kind of the route they could take if they wanted to go that way. <clears throat> now, it was uh, it was also noted um, that while conducting, uh, concluding that the governor engaged in unlawful sexual harassment, they did not reach in the report a conclusion as to whether or not the conduct amounted to or should be subjected to criminal prosecution. So that was the kind of thing there. They're like the investigation, the report showed there were sins, but we just don't know if we can prosecute. Uh, but that was the released statement from AG Letitia James's office in their report. That was their finding. Fast forward a few hours and you have the county of Albany, Albany County in New York, their district attorney, David Soares, has found that they will indeed conduct a criminal investigation into these allegations against Governor Cuomo, uh, nipple rings himself. Of course, it says here, along with the public today, we have made aware, been made aware of the final independent report from AG Letitia James' office regarding Governor Cuomo's conduct as they relate to violations of civil harassment statutes. We will be formally requesting investigative materials obtained by the AG's office, and we welcome any victim to contact our office with additional information. As this matter is developing and we are reviewing the document released by Attorney General today, we will refrain from any additional public comment at this time regarding the status of the ongoing criminal investigation. So indeed, it seems that uh, Nipple Rings Cuomo will see, he will see indeed, he will see indeed a criminal investigation into these allegations. And uh, with any luck, we will actually also see uh, something coming out of the woodwork in regards to the uh, COVID nursing home death scandal. And that's something that just cannot get swept under the rug. I remember we actually aired a segment where... Um, it was the people of New York who had been affected, who had lost loved ones, had had this really big gathering. I mean, it was probably about 100 people uh, at the city hall in New York City. Um, and uh, they were calling for uh, investigations and, and, you know, just digging into that because obviously 
we read uh, we read the uh, New York City one and also the Michigan uh, mandate or recommendation to allow uh, people who are recovering from or infected by COVID to be uh, put back into nursing homes. And then, of course, we also don't know that the number of dead um, accurately reflected those who contracted COVID in a nursing home, particularly if they passed in a hospital, they would not document that passing as such. All right, guys, let's go on to our next story. Whoops, wrong screen. All right, who's this? Uh, who's this Chesterfield? Right? Okay. <laughs> who is who is this obese uh, Rod Blagojevich? Okay. <laughs> who's that man? <clears throat> Pardon me, guys. I try not to be so rude. Uh, this is Democrat Governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. J.B. Pritzker. Why is we talking about J.V. Pritzker? Well, Mr. Pritzker. Uh, the governor of Illinois, has just signed a bill that criminalizes private gun sales in the state of Illinois. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They are taking more Second Amendment uh, rights away from Illinoisans. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Illinoisans? Bah, those people from Illinois are sure Illinoisan. <laughs> Anyways, no offense to my Illinois friends, uh, Illinoisans. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Okay, so anyway, no pun intended. Okay, no pun intended. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this fat cat here. Now, um, what am I doing? Here we go. Now, uh, the Chicago Sun-Times reported that Governor Pitzker uh, described private gun sales as a deadly loophole as he signed this legislation into law, All right? Taking away more Second Amendment rights from the people of Illinois. Uh, the legislation signed by Pritzker expanded, um, expanded retail point-of-sales background checks to include private point-of-sales as well. The expansion would criminalize, criminalize any individual who sells a five-shot revolver to a lifelong neighbor unless that neighbor first undergoes an FBI-conducted NICS check. Can you imagine, guys? They are turning into Cuba pretty quick over there in the state of Illinois. When viewed through the findings of the crime lab, the newly signed universal background check legislation may have little impact on criminals acquisition of firearms and of course uh it always protects the criminals from the good guys being able to protect themselves as much as a convoluted uh a tongue twister as that was uh the bad guys are never affected by these gun laws that's for sure um, um another interesting point to uh kind of peruse whenever we're talking about um this type of, of gun legislature moving and passing and, and becoming law uh, and, and how that would um, be to the detriment of innocent people uh, that uh, even California has universal background checks. They do that too, privately speaking. Uh, but South Los Angeles was uh, having a shooting victim surge 742% in the first 16 days of 2021. So uh, <clears throat> it's very unfortunate to hear, but that is the move that uh, this uh, obese Blagojevich has decided to do. Uh, Governor Pritzker, uh, again, calling this a deadly loophole. 
Well, I mean, I guess that is probably why it is so deadly over there in the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, uh, because they are facing all of these uh, draconian um, uh, laws and they're stripping them of our rights. It is a terrible, terrible situation for them to be in. But something I thought that we should have on the spotlight moving forward so they got to do something about this, guys, up in, in Illinois. I mean, there's got to be more people who are patriotic-minded. I'm sure I've run into a few good souls myself from the state of Illinois. Oh, okay. There's This is your last transgender for the day. <laughs> oh, she's looking rather mannish today. That Caitlyn Jenner is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I had to expand it because I didn't think you would believe that that was Caitlyn Jenner on the small box, right? Like, it don't look like it. Uh, but anyway, so why is Caitlyn Jenner in today's report? Well, uh, keeping tabs on the California governor recall election that's coming up on September 14th, uh, still looking at uh, what Newscom is doing to hurt his numbers and uh, what the state of the other campaigners are in that regard. We all know that um, uh, this, uh, this uh, individual here, uh, Jenner uh, decided that they would run for governor. And I, I feel like he probably thought he had a pretty good chance. You know, he probably thought he had a pretty good chance until Larry Elder stepped up. And it was like, uh, we, we got the big dog on the block now, right? And Jenner was probably like, oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, as it turns out, uh, 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 Caitlyn Jenner's campaign is already going broke. What have you been spending all that money on, Caitlyn? I see. Is that a new? Uh, is that a new? Uh, I don't know. Versace purse you got on, or is that a? Is that is that? Uh, I don't know. Prada like cheetah print you're wearing. I, I mean, it looks pretty cheap from here. But anyways, uh, as I was saying, uh, Caitlyn Jenner's campaign for governor is broke. Um, and that's according to the most recent campaign finance filing. Jenner raised $737,385 this year and has already spent, now get this guys, raised $737,000 and has spent $910,000. Boy, oh boy, you sure do have a problem with your spending, <laughs> Mr. Jenner. Uh, so basically uh, their campaign is in a deficit. Um, they only have 156,000, oh, well, no, they're in a deficit of $156,000, I apologize. Uh, they do have $21,000 cash on hand, cash money, honey. Uh, I don't know what that's gonna do to help its campaign. Jenner paused the campaign in July for governor. Uh, uh, oh, apparently, apparently, uh, I was going to say Chris Jenner. Apparently, Caitlyn Jenner is going to be on a show, uh, some celebrity show. I, I don't need to you know, spell out the name of it. I'm not going to advertise it, but uh, stopped campaigning so they could go be on TV. Very interesting. After the petition to recall California Governor Gavin Grusom Newscom was successful, Jenner decided to run for office, making a splashy debut after launching a political at promising to be a compassionate disruptor. All right, a passionate, oh, oh wait, a compassionate disruptor. Um, Jenner has uh, received some scorn from the left by opposing biological males competing in women's sports, saying it just isn't fair. 
Oh man, I heard some pretty I heard some pretty non-politically correct jokes about uh men and women's sports. So it was it was something to the effect of uh men has oh, wait, wait, I don't remember. I'll have to play the clip sometime. It was hilarious though. That, oh man. Anyways, okay, I digress. Um uh, now, the only thing now here's the thing about Jenner, though, because, again, you know, we're talking about who's littering the playing field as a Republican or a conservative, who's running up against Gavin uh, Gruesome Newscom. Um, and of course, Larry Elder, if I were in California, he'd be my man in the race. He'd be my man in the ring. Uh, um, but let's take a look at some of other of Jenner's other policies, because, of course, some people hear Jenner say something like he's a Trump supporter. And it's like, yeah, Trump supporter. You know, like, let's go vote for them, you know, but no, that's not the case. I mean, we cannot be blinded with our Trump orange or orange Trump glasses, right? (laughs) Jenner backs amnesty for illegal immigrants. Okay. And, uh, and, and um, pointedly said on CNN that the 2020 election was not stolen by the Democrats. So just like Chip Roy who's uh, calling for impeachment of Biden and who's, uh, you know, throwing a fit over masks. Uh, that man, a rhino, still believes that uh, the gov- the state should adhere to uh, federal government in regards to our elections. No, 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 no. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? Let's make sure we're taking a full examination. So while uh, Jenner might oppose men posing as women in women's sports, and might support Trump, still doesn't think that the election was stolen, still wants amnesty for illegal immigrants. Um, uh, so those are just a couple of things that we'd want to consider. A recent poll in California showed that Jenner was earning only 3% support. 3%. You guys know where Larry Elder is, guys? Larry Elder is at a whopping 18% and is in the lead for the Gavin Gruesome Newscom recall election. So that is good news there, guys. Uh, I hope that is winning enough for you guys, for, for you, 123SKG. Uh, Jenner's losing, is Larry Elder's winning. There may be hope for the people of California just yet. There may be hope for the people of California, California just yet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and now, um, okay, so we're going to play a video next. Now, this is going to kind of jump over into the COVID arena. Now, as I was talking about earlier about this whole graphene oxide stuff. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not one that likes to talk about things I don't understand or know fully about because then I will be giving you the wrong information. Uh, so now I have not um, I have not researched into this whole graphene oxide thing. Now, what I have heard, what hearsay is, uh, you know, what we hear around the water cooler, what we hear around the campfires, that, you know, just as uh, I think Aurelius had shared in the chat, uh, graphene oxide and nanoparticle particle technology. What does it do? What is it all about? You know, I don't know. Some people are saying it's conductor. Some people are saying it's a blood coagulator. Uh, some people are saying that it's it's meant to be some kind of neurolink or something like that, like you know, so they can get ready to get us uh, 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 all chipped uh, chipped up and ready to to enter the new age of digital currency, all that type of stuff. Uh, but either way, um, uh, Blonde Blue ADQ shared this news report. She said that this news report was actually making the rounds uh, on a lot of content creators' um, shows. Uh, 
uh, and that they were uh, talking about how uh, it's very detrimental uh, to uh, individuals who are receiving this back these vaccines. And uh, it's information that we should know. And it actually comes from uh, now. This is Stu Peters actually uh, interviewing uh, a doctor who worked at Pfizer and has the inside track. So I uh, want to thank Babs for sharing that with us so we could share it with our friends. Uh, real quick, hey Babs the Ice Queen, how are you doing? Empress Beast to you, thank you so much for the can and the cookie. Oh, I get a snack and a drink. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> when did I go to the bathroom? Anyways, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes, uh, uh, Philly Q says it's toxic to humans. Yes, that's what I'm hearing too. It's toxic. Uh, it's deadly. It may well be carcinogenic. All right, so uh, we will, yeah, you know, uh, Stu Peters, I've, I've actually played another one of his interviews. Uh, very, very smart man, very on point. Uh, and I, I, pre I, like, I like the work that he does. So I need to actually check out more of his work. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, turn our attention to this uh, interview. I don't know if you all might have seen it yet, but I found it to be quite informative uh, in regards to uh, these nanoparticles patents, patents on COVID-19 and also uh, um, a graphene oxide coming from an individual who worked for Pfizer themselves. Uh, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we will roll that beautiful green footage. Kingston. She is a former Pfizer employee, currently an analyst for the pharmaceutical and medical device industries. Karen, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your bravery and we admire your desire to expose the truth behind what appears to be, to me at least, one of the most, if not the most evil agenda mankind has ever been subject to. Well, thank you for giving me a platform to, to share my findings and to, and to spread the, the truth. And you're right, it is extremely difficult to find this information and, and link it together. Um, I do have a unique set of skills. This is what I do in, in the industry. I analyze intellectual property, the legal landscape for both uh, physicians, pharma, and consumers. And then I'm also a scientific writer and do the clinical analysis as well. So um, you can't expect everyone to have that skill set to find this information. Right. And the truth is, I'm, I, uh, you know, the whole do your own research was born out of the out of the reality that the mainstream media has been lying to us, and big tech and social media have been blocking the truth, and that's why people have had to do their own research, um, and that's um, that's that violates our, our, our First Amendment. Yeah. So, so look, just lay it out there: is graphene oxide in these shots? 100% it is, and it's irrefutable, and, and, I'll, and I'll walk you through it. So, um, what's really important to know is that the all, all of the mRNA vaccines contain what's called a pegylated uh, lipid nanoparticle. Um, and that's what we're going to go through. So if you take a look at the Moderna patent, it says right there that this contains um, a lipid nanoparticle formulation. And as you go through the patent, which I'll show you, they specifically talk about various ingredients and, and various um, pegylated formulations that have um, alphanumeric codes. And then you can also find them in the filings with the FDA with the IND phase three trials for both Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, and you can also find them, you know, across the pond with the UK filings. I hope that's making sense so far. Yeah, so far. So, so here's the important thing about the patent. I read the patent, it's 193 pages plus uh, attachments. And I read the patent to look for graphene oxide. It is not listed in the patent because it is a trade secret. So you remember Bill Gates saying that there was a trade secret? Yes. Trade secrets are not, you know, purview to the public. So they cannot be in the patent. So graphene oxide is not listed in the patent and it lists everything but that. 
but I'm still going to show you evidence that these contain graphene oxide and the patent in China that shows they contain graphene oxide. So let me, let me just ask you, why would they put every other ingredient on the patent with the exception of the standalone graphene oxide? Why would they not put that on there? Um, the, I would say the number one reason is because it's uh, poisonous to humans and well known that it's poisonous to humans. Okay. All yeah, right. and the other reason is because it is the main ingredient in hydrogel, um, which is the the liquid, um, you know, AI template that's used for some of Elon Musk's, you know, research and, and Bill Gates as far as that creating um, an interface between humans and, um, you know, the internet. So there is a legitimate theory that these shots are actually designed to create some sort of connectivity between humans, 5G, whatever this is, controlling your thoughts, your memories, all of these things. I mean, those are realistic and plausible possibilities. That's not possible with this round. They rush this thing out. They're just seeing, you know, how much they can put into people before they die, I think, honestly. So this is a dose-finding study, basically a live dose-finding study, and those that are dying or multiple sclerosis, Guillain-Barre, these tremors, the magnetism, all these things. Well, remember, we're we're supposed to get boosters every six months. So we're going to get graphene oxide boosters every six months to see how much we can build up in the system. We'll go through this because when you see the nations that are being injected, we're the guinea pigs, you know, and so once they perfect this technology, I think there's a a second plan. I I actually am not super comfortable talking about this stuff because I don't like to give opinions on things, you know, and hypothesize. So I'd rather just stick to the data. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you take a look at uh, chemical and engineering news, um, there's these non-peer-reviewed journals. We call them RADs in the industry. Every industry has it. It's basically, you know, the whales of the industry, the who's who, and they just kind of brag about what they're doing. Um, So this article talks about the pegylated lipid nanoparticles that are in all the COVID-19 vaccines. And there's four lipids, and I'll go over this. So the first lipid is cholesterol. Um, and that's um, our body loves, loves cholesterol. It makes it go through the blood. Then there's a phospholipid. The phospholipid adheres to the cell membrane. So that allows permeability to enter the cell membrane. There's an ionizable lipid. So that gives it a positive ionic charge to help penetrate the mRNA to get into the cell. And then there's the pegylated lipid. And so the reason why they created these is because mRNA is very unstable, whether it's synthetic or zoonic, which means it's from an animal, um, you know, or human, it's very unstable. Uh, 80 degree weather kills it, sunlight kills it. If you breathe on it, it dies. I mean, and they, and the researchers all say this, it's just, it it, it rarely gets past the nasopharynx area of any healthy individual. It's just, you know, your saliva kills it. It just, it, it cannot survive on its own. So it needed this kind of biosphere that they created for it. And that's why we have these four, um, these four lipids, and then they put the graphene oxide. Now, what's interesting about the graphene oxide is that it's 4,000 times stronger than titanium and can withstand 1,700 degree Fahrenheit temperature. So we took this very unstable virus, single helix virus, and we made it indestructible, or we, they made it indestructible. Um, So the pegylated lipids, if you take a look, uh, it's PEG, P-E-G. They're made by a company called Sinopeg, which is S-N-O, you know, P-E-G, and they're located in China. Now, how did I find this out? Well, if you take a look at the um, Pfizer EUA filing, they list the four lipids. They have two lipids, each of which have four lipids in them in there. And so does Moderna. And Moderna's is called, the, it's called a material safety data sheet. This is what they use in industrial products. 
um, and it has a CAS number, and there's this SM102 for Moderna. And then if you go to Pfizer's filing with the UK, the number, the, the two lipids that are in there are called ALC0315 and ALC0159. So when I Googled MSDS CAS, don't ask how I know all this information, and I put in some of those numbers, I found Sinopeg. I didn't find Sinopeg by Googling Sinopeg. I literally put in the MSDS number. And so if you go to the website, you'll see the, you know, extremely long, like, I don't know, 100 alphanumeric name of each of these lipids. Um, and you'll see it under a, a, um, a tab called COVID-19 excipients. Uh, and it says poly, polyethylene glycol PEG 2000, right? And then here you'll see it's ALC0159, and this company is located in China. Um, and then if you pull from the patent, from the Moderna patent, they list out all the different um, polyethylene glycol 200, PEG 200, PEG 2000, and you will find those listed under the COVID-19 excipients in Sinopet. Um, so it, it's right there. It's being manufactured in China. And so there's other vaccines that are mRNA vaccines that are not being sold in the United States. You can find those excipients here too um, by the CAS number, the material safety data sheet CAS number. Um, and so if you want to know what is graphene, you know, what they explain here on Cinepeg is it is the core shell structured polyethylene glycol functionalized graphene for energy storage polymer, polymer dielectrics, combined mechanical and dielectric performances. So what that means is that graphene is um, a, a conductor, it can be, can be a conductor of electricity. If it has a positive charge, and, and this is in all the, some of the studies from the NIH and Moderna and stuff, if graphene gets a positive charge, it annihilates anything it comes in contact with. Right now they're not charged, they're neutralized. You're like, well, how does it have a positive charge to get into the cell? That's that other lipid, that ionizable lipid that gives it the positive charge for cell penetration. But these currently are not, um, they're neutral. They have a neutral field. Um, but if, they are, if there is an electromagnetic field that activates a positive charge, um, potentially there will, we, there will be damage and potentially death depending on where these nanoparticles ended up in people's bodies and how much of them did. So... It's so, apparent to me that they're lying to the world. Uh, they're trying yeah. to hide this. This is the, the secret ingredient. Uh, lead stories, USA Today, all these other publications fact-checking this program. It appears to me that they are out and out lying. We're going to get to who's in on all of this in a minute because I'm going to ask you, but why are they using this graphene oxide? It's a toxic substance. It's poisonous. Why, would, why are they using it? Um, be, because it's a great conductor of electricity. Of electricity and it, it's a it, it can it can host a magnetic field so it, it can literally it, it, it can connect you to the internet that's all right. right all right i just wanted to make sure that i was clear on that because i know that you're not comfortable opining opinions things like that i just want to make sure factually that that's that's what uh, it can do that's what it's capable of doing yeah so, and i mean i i haven't had the chance but i i could probably go into some tech publications and AI publications, and, and we can find more information on how graphene oxide is a great... Um, well, the bottom line is it's poisonous. It's poisonous. It, it's, it, it annihilates. If it has a positive charge, it annihilates anything that it comes into contact with. It's toxic for humans. It should not be in there, and it is. That That is what I needed to know. Who's behind this? That's what I'd like to know. Who's behind all of this? Um, well, I don't... So, if, um, hold on. This I didn't put this in here, but the there's a company called Shanghai Nanotech and they filed a patent and you can 
for graphene oxide for the use in COVID-19 excipients. Um, and um, this is a meeting of them at their, their headquarters. And that looks like, I think his name's Tails Axe, the, the Chief Technology Officer for Moderna. Um, and then if you go to the World Health Organization website, there is a um, page where they talk about um, how the global world needs to work together on these COVID-19 vaccines. It's from sometime last year. And you'll see the usual suspects there. You'll see like Peter Daznak and, and the, the names from Moderna and um, several names from the NIH and NIAD. So uh, there is a large group of, of billionaires and uh, millionaires many, many, time, many times over that have coordinated um, for the uh, development and execution um, of, of these products. So you knowing this, you bringing this, this confirmation, why would the, I guess, I mean, this is opinion, so you, you just tell me if you're not comfortable answering this, but I got to ask, why would people like President Trump, Ron DeSantis, Sean Hannity, what do they have in, in what stake in the game do they have? How do they not know this stuff? They have, I mean, no, there's no way they could know this stuff. I, I, I want to be. Um, when I, uh, sorry, when I found out, when I read this information, I, I didn't know um, a woman could cry as hard as I cried. So um, I sent an email out on, on May 26 to about 30 outlets. With this information, I sent an email summarizing that these are bioweapons. Um, I even spoke to, and I, I don't mean to be disparaging to anybody, I even spoke to American frontline doctors and stuff. And after I spoke to them, you know, some of the doctors still went on saying, well, as long as you're, you know, if you're over under 30, you shouldn't get the vaccines. And I called them up. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? These are bioweapons. Like, we can't say that. So the cognitive dissonance of the depravity and the evil of these, of these vaccine injections um, is is very difficult for anyone to understand. And you have to also understand that for the whole year and a half these were being developed, um, anyone that came out and said, hey, this, this virus isn't that bad, they were mocked, they were ridiculed, they were ostracized, doctors were threatened to have their license taken away, so the truth couldn't get out there. And then when people, anyone that was questioning about the speed of bringing these vaccines to market, the need for them, even the FDA documents, they talk about, hey, we don't think someone under 18 should get these things. We're worried about viral shedding. The, here, if you show this slide here, the, 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 the manufacturing section of the, of the application is redacted, right? No one in good conscience should have approved this, but there is such brainwashing going on, such control of what um, basically the big tech wanted us to know as the truth, which was a bunch of lies that, it's very difficult then for when someone says to you, this is what's going on to believe it. I, I would compare it to anyone that's been in a marriage where they had a spouse that was cheating on them. Your friends can tell you they're cheating. There's tons of evidence, but you are not going to believe it. You're not going to believe all your trusted, all your trusted advisors have been telling you this stuff is safe. Everything on the media says it's safe. Everybody, you know, and then someone says, no, it's actually lethal. And this is a planned, you know, planned genocide. It's impossible to believe. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm having a hard time. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm a human, you know? Um, and so just knowing people that have subjected themselves to this inoculation, knowing how hard, how difficult it is to have a conversation with somebody doing what I do, 
downloading to my brain terabytes of information every single day, trying to determine what's real, what's not, what's missing, what's disinformation, who's deep state, who's trying to throw me off, who's controlled opposition. You know, I mean, it really, it happens. It sounds like some kind of a sci-fi movie, but you're living in it. So you understand, I'm just trying to process all this as you're saying it. And I, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, people in the media, you know, I'm imagining, you know, the, the people that they don't understand that there are billions of lives at stake, or maybe they do, which makes it even worse because they're complicit in this. They're part of this, the carrying on of this. And then I think about everybody who's going to be mandated these shots. Um, listen, I, I, Karen, I, I got an email this morning. I got an email this morning from a very concerned mother of a, of a young woman who is going to be attending a Christian college in South Carolina. And they're going to mandate this thing for her 18 year old young woman with her entire life ahead of her. And she's just one of millions of stories like this that are happening here in this country, what we're doing to our young people, poisoning them. Uh, and so then you've got healthcare workers. I mean, I've, I have a dozen emails in the last 48 hours from nurses, healthcare workers, doctors, people who are working at these facilities in these clinics, at these hospitals that are going to be mandated this. They don't want to do it. They need help. Um, and you know, the DOJ is telling everybody that, that they can do this, that governors can mandate this, that businesses can mandate this. And so well, the DOJ, just because someone says something, especially in this current administration doesn't make it true. Okay. The, the DOJ can say, we recommend this is mandated. We're saying that this is this, we mandate these vaccines, but I, you know, it's a memo. I read the memo. Okay. It's a memo that was written by. Don Johnson, um, she's the acting assistant attorney general to the president, saying that, um, you know, under Title Code 21, Section 564, you, uh, you know, you can, man you know, private companies and local governments can mandate uh, the vaccines under emergency use authorization. Her interpretation is reckless and it has no merit. So it's just an opinion. It is not enforceable, period. You know, and on top of that, What's, what's happened with these vaccines or these injections, these EU injections, not only is all the campaign and the propaganda a bunch of lies to terrify people into getting injected, you know, which is a violation uh, of, of human rights in and of itself. On top of that, you know, she hasn't mentioned Title Code 21 in her memo, which is what this falls under, because they violated four other sections of that title code under, under drug safety, drug and vaccine safety. They have um, under Section 502, it's false and misleading labeling because this thing is not a vaccine. There is no benefit to your health when you get injected. The only thing it can do is poison, harm, and kill. So there's false and misleading labeling. It doesn't tell you that it contains graphene oxide. Adulterated drugs and devices, it also violates Section 5001, which again, adulterated drugs and devices is if it includes a toxin, which is the graphene oxide. Um, it also violates Section 312.23 under initial new drug application. So if you go through an IND, you have to prove safety in animals before you, before you move on to humans. They sign a letter of intent for pregnant rats. If that doesn't make you furious, and we're injecting pregnant women, 
And under the IND, it says if there is shedding, if there is um, a risk to people of childbearing age, then you need to stop the trial. We know there is shedding. We know there is risk to childbearing age. And the FDA even talks about it in their protein therapy and oncolytic virus th treatments that shedding is a real thing. And you need to do animal studies first. Then you need to do phase one human studies. And if there is... Um, uh, you know, if there is shedding, then you need to come up with control measures so that you don't infect the uninjected, which is what's going on right now. They also violated section 31242, which is clinical research holds and requests for modifications. So that says if any of these things I said, and there's at least three dozen, you need to stop the trials. Trials have been stopped when 25 people die, when six beagle dogs die. There's, they were supposed to stop the trials when they did the mice study and all the mice, 80% died in, in uh, 24 hours and the rest died by the end of the week. But there that's is no threshold here, is there? I mean, should stop the trials at the... That's the bottom line. There is no threshold, is there? There is no Pardon? threshold. It doesn't matter how many people die, they will continue this incessant push, won't they? That, until, until American people speak up and say enough is enough, stop it. They will keep pushing us until, you know, they basically wipe out America. Wow. And they're going after the children, which yes. is what's so disheartening. There is a, you know, there, there will be no posterity. There will be no America. You know, if people of childbearing age become infertile and then ch children are at most risk for having serious adverse events and death from these injections. I mean, just look at the myocarditis numbers. And the numbers there are, are being... 25,000 reported. We know that's at least 10%, which would be one in 2,500. And it's probably more like one in 250, which would be 4% of children are getting, uh, having decades taken off their life or dying. I am up against a hard break and I have to go. Um, will you come back on this program? Because we are dedicated to the truth. You are a wealth of information. And I've got so many more questions that I would like to continue this conversation with you. Will you promise to come back? I mean, are you comfortable with doing that? Oh, yeah. No, I'd love to be on. If I'm not comfortable answering a question, I'll just say I, I'm not comfortable answering a question. Yeah. I'm okay with saying that. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I have so many more, and I know that there's going to be a pouring out of questions on my social media and my DMs and my Proton Mail. Uh, please ask her this. And so I just want to reserve the future opportunity to have the conversation with you. Uh, absolutely. And I sent you a lot of the documents from the FDA website and yes. the patent and office. We're going to post um, all of those at stewpeters.tv. Karen, put it all up there. Thank um, you so much. I, do, I, I drafted letters to uh, healthcare associations, and I've just been so busy. But uh, obviously, after talking to you, I will finish those letters today so that people can send them to their employer. They can send them to their school. They can you know, yes. send them to healthcare providers saying that you know, I have the right to inform consent. I'm not saying it's going to stop them from getting fired, but... Um, what will happen is eventually justice will prevail and our constitution always prevails uh, and you will have evidence that they can't, uh, they can't plausibly deny if they didn't know this information. I believe that to be 100% true and I appreciate your optimism because that is what I'm trying to hold on to here as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. The Stu Peter Show continues and just... All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now that was a pretty good uh, interview. If I do say so myself, a lot of information, uh, a lot of possibilities, a lot of different places that could go. I know we were kind of uh, chatting about it there in a chat room uh, about what all of this could mean. I mean, uh, what's the bigger picture? Like, we really have to take a step back and look at it. Um, uh, clearly, there is another agenda here. 
Uh, and I, I think, you know, a lot of us are, are, that's pretty obvious to most of us, I would probably say. It's pretty obvious to most of us that there is another agenda going on. Hey, I, I'm done with you, sir. I'm just going over. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's another agenda going on here in regards to um, what is going on with these vaxes and these masks uh, and, and the entire pandemic. I mean, uh, just to still an election or was there something bigger going on? Because it, it certainly seems that there is uh, something a whole lot bigger going on. It uh, looks like I have someone asking to drop the link to the video. Yeah, let me do that real quick. I will do that for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and this actually, uh, just, uh, just the, Hey, just be what's up. Uh, blonde blue lady Q is actually the one who shared this with me. So, uh, mil gracias por este señorita, uh, blonde blue lady Q. Uh, so time, very timely information indeed. Um, and I think very important for us to know. It certainly seems that Okay. I will log into you As guys. It certainly real, seems shush, that they're... Log into you guys real quick, uh, and then bam. Okay, there is the va- uh, there is the uh, the link drop, and it might have actually also been up in uh, earlier, higher than that. But yes, that is the video link. In case you guys want to check that out, very good information. I mean, like I said, guys, I thought graphene came from a comic book. Okay, <laughs> I did not even know that it was all of that. Uh, but there you have it. Hey, the speaking easy. How you doing? Uh, good to see you, sir. And uh, yeah, so that that's pretty much where we stay there. I mean, uh, uh, one of the ideas that I think I like the most from what I heard about in the chat. Because uh, you know, where where I'm talking about is what's the what's the solution? What's the battle plan? What's the recourse? How do we how do we fight this without fighting? Uh, I mean, kinetically, like physically. You know, how do we counter this? And it's just like the foxhole created a community for individuals that it was for free speech. You know, created a new industry, created a new business, created something brand new. Uh, um, looking up had mentioned, you know, about doctors uh, and people who were uh, anti-mandates uh, for vaccine, or those who understood this, or those who knew who knew and know what COVID really is, to get with the frontline doctors and start working together. Well, I say, hey, this was like that's a good idea. In fact. All like-minded doctors, say doctors who are being, uh, their licenses are threatened, you know, uh, get get them all together, get them going in one or two hospitals, get them going in small little uh, clinics or something like that, uh, so that there is an alternative. Um, there has to be an alternative. And from there, the free market would prevail, basically. From there, the free market would prevail. Um, and so, yeah, uh, most welcome for that information. Again, uh, big thanks to uh, Blonde Blue for sending that to the C-Report so we could take a take a gander at that information. I appreciate when you guys give us those hot tips over here at, uh, at the C-Report. Um, and uh, yeah, for sure, guys, because um, uh, that's what it's going to boil down to at this point. Uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to boil down to us finding our our way, breaking away from the system and these status. You talk about people who talk about breaking away or people who talk about, you know, um, 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 breaking off from society or whatever. Well, we have to have our alternate systems here. Um, we can't just uh, open up a woodshed. Oh, wait, not no pun intended. I say we just can't open up a woodshed and start taking appointments, right, and playing doctor. But um, but yeah, we 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 have it has to have some form of of, of civil semblance. I'd say uh, you know. 
uh, that mirrors what uh, the people already know in this world, you know, that what people already are used to, uh, so that it can be socially acceptable and thereby viable for us to actually pursue it. And then, like I said, the free market will take care of it from there. If you have doctors who will see patients without being uh, beholden to these mask mandates and, and these vaccine ordinances uh, or recommendations that are becoming, uh, you know, quite, uh, um, uh, they're becoming, uh, putting people under quite a bit of duress, you know, then that's the case. And, and that should be the route to go. And I, I would think the only other thing that we would need from there is to have like, I don't know, bureaucrats who also see our same way. I mean, does the world really need bureaucrats? I mean, if it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was in uh, what uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, where they uh, they got all the bureaucrats, hairstylists, and other non-essential workers, and shipped them off to another planet. Anyways, okay, a parallel society, Aurelius Locke says. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the Sea Report for this Tuesday night. Uh, I hope you guys had a good time hanging out at the show. I know I had a good time with you. Saw a lot of brand new peeps hanging out in the chat, as well as some old friends coming back to say hello. So thanks for stopping in again. Uh, share this show if you think it is uh, worth uh, worth the time of other people. Um, uh, most definitely hit that share button. Uh, spread the word. Help this broadcast grow. Uh, that's probably one of the best things you can do. Um, and then, of course, uh, I didn't get the names of everyone who submitted uh, Gold Pill Donations. Empress Beach to you uh, came in with some. And then as well as uh, Vinny1765, Merkers, how's it going? Uh, Just V123, SKG. And I, I know there are more. WC Crane Up, I know more of you guys, but my uh, my chat box with the gold pills is vanished. So I, I'm I just some of the names I was able to write down. But I'll catch you guys. Rapture Ready as well. Rapture Ready is new to the channel. Uh, so thanks for thanks for tuning in. And I'm glad you're enjoying, uh, you know, what we're presenting here at the Mr. C channel at the C report. Um, but yes, guys, so most definitely. And uh, and once again, you know, um, I, I can't stress enough the importance of us uh, uh, maintaining our faith and positivity. We have to move forward with the positive step. We have to project positivity, even if we are just warning about that tornado on the other side of the hill. Uh, we have to know that we will make it to that storm shelter. Uh, we have to know that we will get out of this alive and okay, uh, regardless of how um, how uh, stacked the odds seem against us. Uh, but you know who wins in the end, right? You know who wins in the end. So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I would say I would say as long as we toe the line, as long as we uh, bear down and and get ready for that. Uh, that that marvelous, marvelous fight, because the Great Awakening is not limited to the shores of the America, uh, Americas only, the, and this great country, uh, these United States. Um, it is definitely something that's transpiring throughout the world, and we're gonna get our we're gonna get our foothold on it, guys, and we are going to uh, make it. We will restore this republic. We are closer than we have ever been in American history to liberation. Uh, we are closer than we have ever been. On this day in 2021, we are closer than we have ever been to finally getting rid of these uh, globalists who have put uh, the vice grip on our liberty and our freedom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for the C Report tonight. Let me go ahead and release the lotto before I forget. I, I've kind of got, I've been running a little bit late on that, and it's like sometimes I've almost forgotten. Okay, lotto tickets are released. 
All right, you may begin a scratching if you got the itching. You guys are most welcome. Where we go one, we go all indeed. Aureli Slock, Pill by the Rabbit. Glad you enjoyed the show. Curious Cat, most welcome. Looking up, you are welcome. Connie Ketchup, yes. Nuremberg, don't forget Nuremberg. And also uh, to the rest of you guys out there who are hanging out with us on a Tuesday night, much appreciated. Thank you for the gold pill donations and thank you for being here. Uh, can't, can't ask for much more than everyone whose uh, spirit is here present with us in this fine fight as we uh, as we uh, move to take back our republic. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday, for the hump day edition of the Sea Report. Till then, have a great night. Take care. Get some rest. I know I am tonight. Oh, boy. We'll see you next time.